get into geek. This is the big one. If you've been Woo. if you've been tuning in, we've just had our last episode was our non-spoilers of Spider-Man No Way Home right now. My name is Mitch. That wooing sound coming from <laughs> Matthew Gibson. And we're here to talk full spoilers. Spider-Man No Way Home. Holy crap. Uh, Look, well, not a fan of this naming thing they're doing with the home. No, it's, it's done now, right? It's done. It's got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be done. Because it's like, I always have to pause and go... Far from home, no way home. Far from like it's yeah. just like homecoming was okay. Homecoming's fine. You can clear cut difference. Easy. Yeah, but far from home, no way home. They're just too similar. That's just it. Give me a Spider Man one, two, three, please. Oh, I need names. If you're gonna oh, give yeah. me a number, you're a names, bitch, if you if you give, well, I would rather no number at all. But if you're gonna give me a number, number semicolon mm. subtitle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It just feels lazy to me. I don't know. Like I get yeah. it. It's easier. Like, I, I don't like, if we're talking MCU stuff, and this is a weird introduction to the show, to the podcast, but it's like we got Iron Man 1, 2, and Iron Man 3. But then we've also got Captain America, the first Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, I love all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, and saying that, the idea was like homecoming, and then like far from home. Why? Because he's on a holiday, or he's like got to come back to what normality is after like dying for five years and saving half the universe. It's like, cool. Do you just want to put home in the title again, mm. though? And Because even Homecoming is like, oh, it's his homecoming back to the Marvel family. And it's also him back to having his own solo films. It's like, yeah, but he's in high school. Is he going to get all Homecoming dance? It's like, that's too on the... No, no he actually did he do actually that is, yeah. for like 18 seconds before leaving. Yeah. Anyway. That's all the big lead up to this and that's film. Basically, all the negatives I've got to say. That's about the film. Just getting the negatives out of the way quick. Well, yeah. For anyone who did click out early, uh, we haven't started talking spoilers yet, um, and it is still safe to do so if you have accidentally clicked on. And you're just trying to like, you know, one of those things where you're just like, okay, I can tell that's hot, but I want to see about how hot. By oh, I can touch the kettle for one second, two seconds, three seconds too much. I've got third degree burns. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, we are going to be talking full spoilers. If you wanted a non-spoilers podcast. It's right below this, okay? Or above, depending on what Depending on what app you have. On. See, I'm yeah. an Apple guy, but we also don't like do chapters and episode numbers. We're just like a most recent up the top, mm. but it's confusing. It's there to be found. Spider-Man No Way Home, <laughs> non-spoilers will be in capitals. Spoilers will be in capitals. Make no mistake, we're going to be dissecting the film. This is the one that I have been wanting to listen to, let alone record, for the past two days. We're recording this Thursday, the 16th of December. Opening day of Spider-Man No Way Home here in Australia. It is maybe around the world started coming out as of Wednesday in the US, Thursday night their time, but officially Friday. We were very lucky. Uh, mere hours after Monday night LA time, uh, we got uh, the, the world premiere over there. We had a Tuesday night Australian time. Yeah, what did they say at the screen? It was like five hours Honestly, afterwards? it was about that. I was pulling into the car park uh, for our preview screening on Tuesday night Australian time, and there were like two, two and a half hour old tweets, immediate reactions from guys that I follow that had been at the world premiere. Wow. So it had only been, yeah, a matter of hours. Little old Brisbane of all places. Oh, Who would have thought? Honestly, big thank you to the people at uh, Sony Pictures mm. for doing it. Um, it was uh, attached to the radio station that I work at that we're currently recording at, but also also just allowing us at Get Into Geek, I'm like, can I like a lot of us can come right? And they said, <laughs> Yes, you can. can we, so can we come? We got to go, got to host it, which was amazing. A, an excellent crowd. And for you guys that are listening, because you of course have seen it, don't make the stupid mistake of listening to a spoilers chat when you haven't seen this film. Okay, don't do it. 
I don't care if you think that you don't need it. Who cares? Turn it off. You've seen it. You know why this needed to be a great experience to watch it. And uh, we've we've spent the last two days sort of like decompressing and trying to find a time that we could race. And we were going to do this straight after the screening, mm. Maddie and I. And we just we couldn't because um, I'm domesticated. And <laughs> as cliche as it sounds, I'm like, Maddie, uh, I've got to go home because... I've got to actually go home and buy, buy formula for my six-month-old baby on the way home. And, uh, you know, Understandable. I've got to do that. And it sounds so boring and cliche and domesticated. <laughs> but here we are Thursday morning. And it's a good time anyway because if we would have recorded it on Tuesday night like we intended, it would have been like, when do we put it up? Do we put it up? now for mm. the people that have already seen it do we put it up Thursday morning so it's there for those 10am or midnight sessions people have been watching it in public screenings for nearly 12 hours now uh, here in our country so uh, it, it is up now you've seen it you're listening to it we're basically talking around it let's not do that anymore we had the whole half an hour spoilers free chat to do so let's talk full spoilers Spider-Man No Way Home where the hell do you start I, I thought that literally as like... I walked into the studio and I'm like do we uh, do we go in order or do you just come? Do you honestly just come in here and go, Maguire and Garfield, baby? Woo! I, I don't know. And like what I said in the uh, spoiler free chat um, to try and get around it for people that definitely hadn't seen the film that were listening to it and trusting us when we said we weren't going to talk all spoilers. Uh, not all things came true that were rumoured, but certainly some things that were rumoured did come true. And I tried to say that in a very, like, polite way. And, yeah, yeah, and very, yeah. oh, under, oh, some stuff that was rumoured, like, did. Like, you know, JJ was back and had, like, five extra minutes of screen time. It's like, no, obviously I'm talking about the OG Spider-Man live action and, uh, and uh, well, movie-wise especially, and, mm. and, and the great Andrew Garfield, who I'm so glad, if we are going to even touch on that, if we're not going to start on it properly, I'm so glad that Andrew Garfield came first yes. in, in that. And what was so great, and I, I almost compared it, uh, I'll work my way around again like I did in the non-spoilers, it felt a bit Hayden Christensen-esque for me that people go, oh, Hayden Christensen in Star Wars, he sucks, right? Mm. His Anakin was shit because those movies were shit. We hate him, we hate those movies. Up until like 2015, 2016, 2017, when we're getting more live-action Star Wars, all of a sudden people look back on those films and go, oh, they went... They weren't that bad. He's yeah. fine. And then Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan series. Star Wars fans lord his return. We can't wait. He's going to be in Ahsoka. Everyone's like, oh my God, give me more Hayden Christensen. The, the fans love him. Andrew Garfield, a phenomenal actor, a brilliant actor, should have been a an Oscar-nominated actor for, for many works of his and maybe even will be in a couple of months for uh, Tick, Tick, Boom as well. He's brilliant in that. Check it out on Netflix. Um, he, he's probably unfairly remembered for Spider-Man because mm. of the way that his movies, and especially, they say, you're only as good as your last game. You're only as good as your last performance. In this case, you're only as good as your last Spider-Man film. And for me, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember why for, for the most part. That movie was seven years, seven and a half years ago. I've never rewatched wow. it because I just remember sitting there going, this this is not, I do not enjoy this. I just, I, I remember from this, the first one I quite enjoyed, but it was like, I guess we're from a certain generation where we're like, 
No, the the skateboarders are the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit like of that. Peter Parker is a skateboarder, like grungy '90s. Like, no, he's one of the cool. Why is yeah. he? Like, it, it didn't sort of mesh there. Yeah, especially when he's skateboarding through the halls, gets told to pick it up, and it's yeah. like then he waits for the teacher to go, and he starts. I'm like, you're a rebel. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's not Peter Parker. What are you nerd? Oh, okay, that's right. He's got a camera. Oh, and now he's taking photos of a girl with a really short skirt on without her knowledge, and he's never met her before. He's a rebel and a creep. Yeah, this is not Peter. He's um, he's uh, what's his name from? The Breakfast Club. He's, yes. he's Judd, whatever his name is. Um, so, yeah. So, but otherwise, that was a really good movie. And it was great to see like a non-Mary Jane live action. They did some great, some great stuff there. The biggest thing I bumped to in the second film was, why am I supposed to believe this 35-year-old man who looks like a 35-year-old man is playing like a high school... So he's graduated from high school. Yeah. I'm like, no. Mm. No. He looked like... He looked younger in... No Way Home, seven and a half years later than he did in that film. Like, it just, it didn't stick. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, the um, Electro was okay in that, but it was like the modern Ultimate Electro, not Mm. the traditional Mm. Electro and all that kind of stuff. And blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it it wasn't a great film. It wasn't even a great film series, I feel like. Because I think also, too, the first um, Amazing Spider-Man suffered from that. There was that whole series of films for a couple of years where everything was a sky beam. Yeah, and it was yeah. and it was like the, well that year we've spoken about that on the yeah. podcast only a couple of weeks ago. Where I think it was the same year as the first Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie, and yeah. they were both and the first Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a great there's a great YouTube series, um, how it should have ended. They're like mm. a little animated thing, and they basically just combined the Amazing Spider-Man one and Ninja Turtles to the point <laughs> where it's like the reptile was one of the Ninja Turtles. But in my mind, that's the that's actual canon now. Like yeah. that's what happened in that movie. <laughs> Because I just haven't really gone back and revisited them. So I definitely found myself in No Way Home being like, oh, Garfield's all right. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's good. So I mean, he He's came good. back and our, and our cinema erupted. Like that was the, up yeah. until that, that was the loudest moment of the film up until that point. And you picked it too. Like I'm <laughs> such like just a simpleton like in these movies. I'll just sit there just, I'm just in the moment enjoying what's going on. I'm never forward thinking. You know, there was that moment early on where, you know, Ned has, has stolen the, like the, the sling ring yeah, and he does like the little, you know, he and, he and um, Tom Holland do that little fist bump thing. And there's a little bit of a spark there. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Maybe in the next movie he'll, you know, be, he'll have some, some magical. Mm. No, they're just in this movie. He's opening up portals, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and so like he's opened up the portal, like in his grandma's house. And it was cut so well together because you'd just come off Peter's massive tragedy yeah. that like you see this character just sort of like, like, you know, in this weird position in an inner dark alley looking sort of forlorn and sad. And I'm like, oh, okay, they found Tom. And you've just nudged me. And I can't remember whether you noticed whether it was Garfield yeah. or Maguire. Like, but you're like, it's Garfield. Yeah, you were like, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. And I'm like, what do you mean, what do you mean, what do you mean? And then fucking, fucking Garfield walks in and I'm just like, <laughs> what? Well, you know, that it was, was such a good way to do it. It was the eyes. Because I remember, you remember like Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire 1, great. Spider-Man live action, costume looked great. But it was almost like an, an after effect of... Um, of maybe I guess the X Men, which like we can't have yellow and blue, and we can't have these bright comic book colors. We need to downgrade it and just make them all wear black, you know, because it's a movie. And Spider Man, well, how do you not make Spider Man's costume red and blue? They did, but they were kind of dull, and yeah. you know. And then Amazing, uh, sorry, Spider Man Two, he was a lot bluer and it was a lot redder. 
Um, but people always said that, you know, he's, maybe the eyes should have popped a bit more. And I think come The Amazing Spider-Man 2, definitely, the eyes on Garfield's mask were huge. Oh, so that was well, what I saw. There. As soon as he turned around, I saw these big eyes. I'm like, holy shit, it's Garfield. And so I just love that he got to come first. It wasn't like, hey, they're rumored to be bringing back the old Spider-Man. And Garfield definitively has said on multiple levels and multiple different media outlets and, and, and promotional material for different projects over the last 12 months, I am not in this film. Please stop asking me. I'm actually regretting that moment of my life where I was Spider-Man mm. because it now is putting me in a position where all I have to do is deny being well, Spider-Man still. Uh it got to be him and, and people got to react to that first and then almost yeah. it was like are they going to wait to bring Maguire in or is it going to be almost a matter of convenience like oh this is a multiversal thing here and now we're just going to bring in the other one straight away and, and, and saying that when they did we all cheered as well, and it yeah. wasn't that Maguire... And it was cool that he wasn't also just conveniently wearing a Spider-Man outfit. Yes. That it wasn't um, It wasn't like Maguire coming in, you know, made you just push aside Garfield. Like, oh, okay, the yeah. OG's here, bro. It, did, it never at any point felt like Garfield was the appetizer yeah. waiting for Maguire no. to be the main course. Yes. Yeah, there was, and it would have been so easy, like, I'm such a nafty, like, and so I would, I would be such a terrible filmmaker, that in my mind, if I was writing this, it's like, okay, well, obviously you're going to have you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man meet Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man first. That's yeah. going to be the big thing. And then you get, no, they did all around the opposite way. You meet Garfield first, then you meet Maguire. Those two meet before you meet Holland's Peter Parker. Mm. So genius, a way to really give them their moment. Mm. Um, and like, let us sort of have that nostalgia and be like, oh my God, they're here. Mm. And then later then be able to react to, oh my God, they're meeting the new Peter Parker. Yeah. Like it was done so well. And at no point did like any of them, I feel like would disrespect it or like, oh yeah. Mm. And, and he came along. Like it, it was none, it was none of that. It was like all had their moments. They were all equals. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, weird, you know, it was my fault. Weird place to start this episode this this whole spoiler chat is to jump straight to that but it's almost like how can you can't how can you not because they're making videos online everyone on twitter saying don't spoil this movie mm. we already know the villains and an interesting thing i read the other day tom holland a quote of his that said initially i think until probably maybe maybe a little bit of jamie fox 12 months ago but probably definitively alfred molina when he's like yeah i'm coming back and they're gonna de-age me i'm the same doc ock from 2004 it's like bro you don't know Kevin Feige, do you? You need to shut <laughs> up. That initially the marketing plan for this film was so that the villains could be their own reveal was that they were going to frame it up as being a kind of like a Civil War-esque thing between him and Doctor Strange. And like, you know, they have a couple of different interactions, sure, but they were obviously going to edit around that and make it look like it was very frequent throughout the movie, that it was very much against them. It was a multiversal type mm. thing, maybe, but uh, it was definitely going to be those two against one another um, for whatever reason. I guess we would have had the hint of the spell and whatever. And I was just thinking about that yesterday. What kind of what kind of reaction would we have had in that movie if we didn't even know that Doc Ock was coming back? If we didn't know right. God... Like, I wonder whether that would have been too much in the end. Like, for for the for the definite secrets of this film to be Garfield and Maguire. It doesn't matter that everyone speculated they were going to be mm. back. It doesn't matter that there were some leaked photos, but then people debunked them as being photoshopped and that Garfield every three minutes has to say, I'm not in this movie. Stop asking me. And Tom and you know, Toby Maguire is doing the same thing, but on a far what seems like lesser scale. I think they needed to be the secret. You needed yeah. to give us those the appetizers for them almost. 
but in their own delicious and fulfilling way, was the <laughs> villains. You know, we needed to say, hey, there's multiverse stuff going on, but it's just villain stuff. Don't even, Why would we need another Spider-Man or yeah. Spider-Man? We've got this guy. Uh, I almost, I'm living in this universe, but I prefer this way because I just, I would fear actually if we walked in and it's like, hang on, we're, we're now having to catch up. It is a multiverse thing. What the hell? And Doc Ock and then immediately Goblin after and then we go back to the thing and then oh, Lizard's hanging around and, oh, we've got this electric guy that's out there and, oh, by the way, there's this sand guy that's with him. It would have just been like, this is the craziest 14 minutes in any film of in history. Yeah. And then 45 minutes later, we get the two original Spider-Men. Yeah. Like, it would have been too much. What I thought was really clever too is, for a second I was like, why are there only five villains? Why wouldn't they try and do like a Sinister Six? It's such an iconic thing with Spider-Man. And yeah. I'm like, that's actually really clever that they didn't do that. It would have been really easy to do Because for so long in the movie, I'm like, Tom Hardy's Venom is going to show up at some point and they're yes. going to be the Sinister Six. Yeah. Um, it never happened. And it's so clever because I think from a advertising and trailer point of view, at no point are us as, as fans going to expect it and, be, and then suddenly put all our own expectations on top of what the Sinister Six has to be and then have certain goalposts that the movie has to hit. Yeah. There was none of that. And then, I mean, from the trailers, at no point did I expect so much like interconnectivity between all those villains. Yes, mm. in the trailer we saw like Sandman, Electro and Reptile. Um, but I thought with the with the big hitters like Green Goblin and Doc Ock, I was like, oh no, it's probably it's gonna be like a hunt movie. It's yes. gonna it's gonna be like levels in a video game. Peter's gonna have to go through. He's gonna be maybe he's gonna be the one jumping through the multiverse, or mm. whether they're mm. here, I don't know. Well, I thought that's what the term but, "No Way Home." I'm like, you watch this initial trailer, and sorry to interrupt, but just on that, you get the title the title "No Way Home," and then you get the multiverse reveal in the in the trailer, and it looks like all those villains coming to us. Yeah. Plus. And, you know, the multiverse reveal from Loki as well. Yes. Like, you know, you've got that in the back of your mind. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, they're all here and he has to get them back. And even though the Doc Ock and the origin- the Goblin on the bridge seem to be in the same setting, so they have to be in the same place, but they're also in the same universe. If they're the same Doc Ock and Goblin that we know from Maguire films. But I'm all like, hang on, what if No Way Home actually means that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, has no way home. And he's essentially yeah. like in sliders with Jerry O'Connell well, going yeah. to different dimensions and fighting different bad guys from other worlds. And maybe only then he'll, okay, he'll run into Garfield, but he'll have like a three-minute interaction with I him. Thought, I he'll thought spend that five Doc minutes Ock. with Peter Doc Parker, Ock. not even Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Right, that's that's yeah. what it would be. I, I don't think I was ever... Like it seemed like it was the way, but at the same time, it almost mm. seemed too good to be true that we're going to be pulling in all these villains and pulling yeah. in the hero into our world and then somehow that story being over and then Peter Parker just moving on and the rest of the world moving on like, ah, oh, that's just another adventure. I'm like, this is groundbreaking yeah, in a movie narrative sense and as a viewer because you can't just move on from that. And we will talk about the way this movie ends later, but it's like, no, all that works. And then the way they yeah. wrap it up also works. And then knowing that, you know, they're setting up for Multiverse of Madness as well. Yeah. Like just sort of, you know, skewed what you think was going to happen. And it was just... It was such a ride in this, like, obviously with the last Spider-Man movie, it's like with Mysterio, very much what I was saying about the Sinister Six, it's like, you know, certain points it needs to hit. Mm. And it hit it really, really well with like the, um, the dream sequences and the, you know, the zombie Tony, like they, they really, um, played up to, and did some fan service in that movie, but yeah. you kind of know how it's going to happen in the end. But of course there was the, the reveal that, you know, Mysterio gave away Peter Parker's identity and stuff like that. But with this film, I didn't really have any touchstone to hit. So I really didn't know what to expect and mm. what was going to happen. So when things are happening, I was really like, oh my God, 
there's real peril. Is this character going to die? What's going... Like... And it was just, it was a fun ride the mm. whole way through because yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know. And it's been so long since I've been in a, in a comic book movie where I haven't had a fairly confident idea of where things are going to go. Yeah. And this just blew it all out of the water. Yeah. It's funny. You, you say the ride and I, that was one, one tweet I wanted to put up was like, no one take Martin Scorsese to No Way Home because if he thinks superhero <laughs> films in general are like roller coasters and theme park rides, I don't know how he's going to describe this film. Yeah. Like we we joked in the non-spoilers, oh, there's no real space in this two hour and thirty five ish minutes to go to the toilet because there isn't. It just moves. Even yeah. the moments where like, hey, and we'll talk about it after, but like the tragedy happens for for Peter and, and like he's crying and there's a lot of slow mo stuff and not much is going on. In a, in a way, you go, oh, well, once we go to something a little bit calmer, like, I don't know, Ned and MJ hanging around a table talking about how they wish they could be talking to Peter and stuff, I'll go take a quick piss now. And it's like, that probably would have been the first good time to go. Mm. If you go then, you come back, Andrew Garfield's standing in the room. Yeah, he's like cleaning cobwebs in the corner. <laughs> like, what, like... Have, what have I walked into? Like, it just... I, I the big thing that we said going in, we touched on non spoilers. Apologize for repeating myself. Is I just I there was no way this could have worked for me a mm. week ago. Doctor Strange coming in like this, obviously with or rather rather even excluding the other Spider Man, everything else going on, just Doctor Strange stuff. I'm like this is already the most inter- interconnected. Marvel film that Sony could have ever released. Like, it's cute that Iron Man showed up in Homecoming. You felt a little bit naughty that you were getting extra Tony Stark, yeah. right? And they only got him in like three scenes. You know, it was convened they had Iron Man was in it more because Tony, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not available to film. Yeah. And they literally had a moment where the suit opens up and it's empty. Yeah. Like, and that's part of the joke is here. like, yeah. we can't even afford to have him here the whole time. So we're having to write a fun scene around it. And then Far From Home, it's like, well, Nick Fury and you get Maria Hill and, oh, that's cute. And, well, we've got, we got some Cree in there and, oh, sorry, some scrolls. Oh, well, they're, they're going to tease something later. That's almost like Sony doing Marvel a solid by going, mm. hey, tease, if you if you want Nick Fury, you have to tease some shit we've got coming up. It's like, yeah, anything for the dollars. <laughs> Do whatever you want. But, like, that's it. And last night, uh, as we record this, Far From Home was on TV. Now, I watched it on the weekend for the first time since the cinemas, but it, I was just scrolling around um, what was on free-to-wear. Cause I never do that, really. <laughs> and Far From Home was on. It was it was um, just after the uh, the big thing you were just talking about. It was Zombie Iron Man, like the big uh, illusion shit where mm. uh, Peter was trying to get attacked by Mysterio and he ducks off and he's in the Netherlands and he's just he doesn't know what's real and what's not. And I was like, I really want to watch this. But I almost can't because it just feels not small, like in an insignificant way or whatever. But it's just it feels like a completely different film. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what's funny about it is this is set this this scene in particular is set about seven days before No Way Home starts. Oh and God, you joke full on to the think multiverse about. thing. Like remember in the trailer when Mysterio pops up, he's like, "I'm from a different Earth," and he's like, "The multiverse is real." And outside of knowing what was happening in that film, you're like, holy shit, this is how they're going to introduce it. Like, something to do with the snap. It opened up a rip in the multiverse. Mm. And I honestly thought that Mysterio 
was he could have absolutely been from another yeah. world. He was still going to be a bad guy because Mysterio is a bad guy, but that's what it was going to be. Oh, no, it's even more of a connected Tony Stark film than what Homecoming was because they're just vengeful ex-Stark Industries employees. Okay, cool, no multiverse. But then you think in world. That conversation where Tony, uh, where Peter Parker found out the multiverse was quote-unquote real to when he then had another conversation with Doctor Strange, finding out the multiverse is absolutely real. Maybe two weeks. Wow. <laughs> like two and a half That's years full for us on. as a viewer. But I'm just thinking like in my own head canon, trying to like Captain Chronology, this as you say, where yeah. I, I edit these movies into chronological order. What's so great, and I, I love when films do this, even though the MCU it really has had kind of no grounds to be able to do it before, is that this is essentially like a four and a half hour film. You watch Far From Home straight into this movie. Yeah. Like... It's the very second, like they almost retread three seconds. Obviously, you get the narration over the opening credits, but as far as visual shit, you go back and watch the final five seconds of of uh, Far From Home into this and kicks off, and it's just really a ride that never stops. And it's like what you thought you knew last time is just it shouldn't have worked. It yeah. absolutely shouldn't In have worked. So many ways, it feels bigger than Endgame. Like it feels yeah. more like it's like we we you know we go into this film going oh it shouldn't work it shouldn't work. There's too many characters. Mm. There's ten times as many characters in Infinity War and Endgame, so like we should have known better that of course it was going to work. Mm. Like, but it is I think because it's bringing in you know characters that we've known for twenty years in in Maguire's uh, Spider Man, it's suddenly just like it felt more ambitious and bigger. And like I said in an unspoiled, like the music really helped sell that. Um, it was just huge. Mm. It was it was epic. It was yeah. just like it felt like it could have been an Avengers movie. Like it was that. Like the stakes were so big, um, and there was just so much going on in it. And it was so just like go 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 the whole time. And at the same time, with that being a like it absolutely, you look back on it, it's an Avengers level threat. But where they have been at least critiqued in the past, it's like oh well, why wouldn't like for me. Where is Captain America and Iron Man 3 when the president has been mm. kidnapped by an international terrorist, yeah. right? We know after watching Winter Soldier that for the, since the end of the Avengers film, definitely covering the events of Iron Man 3, that Captain America has worked as a secret like shield agent, right? Yeah. He's been on missions doing black ops shit. Where was he when the president was kidnapped, right? And people's are, well, then in Thor, in London, where were the other Avengers? I'm kind of more okay with that because, well, Iron Man had kind of retired by that point, so he doesn't have his suits. Uh, it was a timing thing, too, And it was wasn't a timing it? thing. It was like, very quick. It as happened it happened, it was all quick. done in 20 minutes. Yeah, like by the time, like, you know, uh, um, Black Widow and, and Cap could have, like, gotten on a Quinjet to fly to London. Yeah. It would have been over mid-flight. Absolutely, yeah. So you're like, okay, okay. I I'm fine with that. all that stuff. Whereas this, I'm like, okay, there's a couple of bad guys doing some weird shit. But it's like, well, yeah, okay, Spider-Man's taking care of it. If Spider-Man's being reported on, or it's like, well, they come, and you now they've disappeared. Like, Doc Ock was on the bridge, all of a sudden he's disappeared. Mm. Goblin, there's some guy with bombs, he's disappeared. But none of them are, we know who they are, but they just show up in weird costumes. But as we kind of get hinted at with these movies, and we know from these franchises anyway, people pop up in weird costumes all the time. The general public doesn't know that they've got a seventy-year comic history, so yeah. they're, they're not—they're not notable. They don't need to be remembered and questioned, all that sort of stuff. And even come the end around the Statue of Liberty, it's like, who else could have helped at this point? Who else is around to be able to yeah. get over there in time? Because up until then, 
a building fell down and all the bad guys were involved. There was Goblin, there was Sandman, there was all kinds of shit going on at um, at Happy's uh, apartment. But it didn't go on long enough for anyone to show up. So it's not fair, I don't think. And I have been very critical of that. And maybe re-watching this over the next couple of years, I'll go, uh, that's where probably someone should have shown up. You know, and oh, where's Nick Fury? You know, even though he's off world, whatever, like where's someone sending someone out to do something? Or well, I didn't feel that with this. It felt mm. as big as it is, it still felt like it worked as an exclusive Spider-Man problem and film. Yeah, because if, if you run through the list, it's like, okay, well, who else? Like the Avengers kind of, don't exist at the moment, mm. you know, in a lot of ways. Like, if you think about the original six, all we've really got left is like Hulk. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye, well, I guess t- TBC in terms of what happens in the last episode of Hawkeye sort of next week because it is Christmas and Christmas. Yeah, well, this film so... ends at Christmas. Well, it ends certainly well in the start. Oh, and they do have, you're right. They do have that moment uh, where they first go to MJ and she's at the coffee shop and her boss says, I told you to take those Halloween stuff you're right, down, right? You're right. So it, I'm like, oh, how long have they been up? So is it November 1? Or are we midway through November yeah. or something? Like it's after Halloween but before Christmas because they are in New York. It does snow. Yeah. And we Whereas do. Hawkeye is kind of like the week leading up to Christmas, yeah. basically. It's, yeah, so... five days until Christmas sort of thing. So the events of the end of, like, you know, you could theoretically uh, have the end, the final episode of Hawkeye where they walk past and you see Spider Man walking to the coffee shop to go see MJ yeah. for the first time, right? Like that theoretically could happen. But uh, yeah, like Hawkeye's. Like he's potentially still his country uh, farm, right, with his yeah, family at yeah. this point, and so then it's like, well, you know, all we've really seen from like Shang Chi and is that kind of it at the moment? They're the only kind of updates we've gotten. It's like it's like okay, well, Carol's off world, yeah, um, Thor's off world, Thor's off world. Bruce is working somewhere. He's managed to sort of get his human form back to some degree. He's, That's if the, yeah, if those timelines wrap up with yeah, the, with if Hulk, kind we of don't all know. lined up there. You assume um, uh, we've been seeing a lot of um, Okoye, like mm. in holograms and stuff like that, but it's like, well, we we because of the real-world passing yeah. of Chadwick, we don't know what that storyline is going to be yet, so you don't expect to see Black And also, Panther. they're not, you know, there's some weird people happening in New York, you know, to people in Wakanda, they're going to be like, that's a New yeah, York problem. Yeah, so it's like, if they're in Wakanda, <laughs> like, they're not going to get there in time anyway. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, who else, aside from Doctor Strange, who lives in New York, and Peter, who lives in New York, like... Who else is there? Mm. So it kind of does buy back the fact that, yeah, there's no other Avengers showing up to save the day. Like, Wanda's not going to show up. Vision's not going to show up. Mm. Um, Running through the list, like, who else could there be? All the Guardians are off-world. I mean, Ant-Man and Wasp are going to be in San Francisco if they're going back to sort of there. there. So it it doesn't... It is an Avengers-level threat, but again, it happens so quickly that, yeah, like, it happens over a couple of days, so you kind of don't expect anyone else to show up it yeah. feels it feels enough yeah yeah it yeah and and like obviously dr strange being involved but it's not like he can even go and not even ask for assistance i can't imagine dr strange being one mm. to do that but like it you know he was stuck sure in the mirrorverse for a conveniently amount long amount of time until he was definitely needed to come out and do more dr strange stuff but i'm like yeah if that's mm. the most convenient sort of Big name absence. I can. I, I'm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like I was surprised actually that it was so early in the movie that he was that he was written off. Which now that I think about it, it really wasn't that early. Like we'd already been introduced to all of the villains by that point. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably yeah. Because talking... at one point they're all um like in the dungeon. Yeah. They're all in his dungeon. They've all been captured at one point. Yeah. 
So I guess the only person that could have shown up to help save the day at the end was old Matt Murdock as Daredevil. (laughs) Well, here I was about to go back to the start, but just before we do that, that, like, yeah, the the most of the world, right, okay, the general movie public audience, blah, 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 they're going into this going, okay, Obviously they are, but what if they're not? Talking about Maguire and Garfield. Are Spider-Men in Spider-Man, right? Is this happening? Are they going to be in it? I still was, but I think I'd almost forgotten about wondering about Matt Murdock, Daredevil, being mm. in this. Because it was it was the longest time that it's been talked about. I mean, Marvel obviously got it back. I said to my brother, Link, on the phone, who sat with us the other night, when I say sat next to us, he crippled our legs by squeezing, whacking, <laughs> uh, as he does with every film when he gets excited. But I said to him that I, 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 I feel like it was a conversation with you because Lincoln hasn't watched Daredevil, the idiot. Ugh. But um, I said to you, I feel like two years ago, and this isn't me trying to gloat, even though I was kind of right, but I'm like, I wonder whether Marvel, now that they have the rights back, definitively to Daredevil from Netflix and and it's it, even though it was still their rights but they have the broadcast rights essentially the rights to screen the character I wonder following the events of Far From Home and the joke was well Peter's going to need a lawyer if only he had Matt Murdock I'm like I wonder mm. whether Marvel would even though it's their character give it to Spider-Man just to see what the audience, how it feels, right? Yeah. The audience, like, hey, just test the waters. Put your put your toe in the water. Do you like yeah. this Daredevil guy? Oh, you don't like him? Cool. We'll just we'll leave him in the back burner. Couple more years. Yeah, we'll figure out how to reintroduce him. Because while Daredevil, an amazing show, we love it. For me, it's the best of the Netflix Marvel series. Oh yeah, and yeah, you and I have been Charlie Cox fanboys for a long time. Yeah, like ever since the first, we were just like he. We were always like imagine like I remember us being like imagine if the Defenders showed up in like Endgame or yes. Infinity War and stuff like that. Yeah, not so much Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but you know we're big fans of Daredevil <laughs> and Jessica Jones, so we're like imagine seeing those. And maybe oh, little Mitch is a friend of the Punisher. But oh yeah, we can leave that. He's an anti-hero. He wouldn't have shown up. He'll, <laughs> no, he's he'll be a... fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've wanted him back and we've wanted a bunch of other yeah. ones and back. And then obviously and... With, the, with the announcement of She-Hulk, her being a lawyer as well, like, yeah. okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll see her, like, courtroom scene across from a Matt Murdock. You know, yeah. we and we, we've said for probably, what, a year now, we're like, we don't even need Daredevil. Just give us a Charlie Cox Matt Murdock yeah. and we'll be happy. Yeah. And we got that. Because that would be a lot to, to stick in as well. It's like, yeah. you've got, you got, potentially you got these other Spider-Man. We know we're getting these villains. What if, and there's rumours that he was on set, and God, yeah. what if they, they're not going to surely have Matt Murdock show up as his lawyer, but then also have him as Daredevil. Like, God, oh, that would be too well, much. Given, but... given that, like, Feige has kind of said that the, the Netflix shows aren't really canon, they've kind of said... Well, like, he's never, that's the thing, he's never, he's like, well... We don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, we're open to anything. You but know? they have kind of distanced it's themselves from, from yeah. that and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They've kind of said they're kind of... Even, um, uh, what do you call it, like um, Cloak and Dagger and Runaways. Yeah. They're like, that those pre-Disney TV mm. shows, they're kind of their own thing. Don't yeah. put too much weight into anything you've seen in there, despite the fact Nick Fury's showing up, Lady yeah. Sif's showing up in, you know, all those kind of things. So it's like to get just a Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Which is great, because it's like, I don't know whether his TV costume would translate to the big screen. In the same way Star Trek did that, it's like their mm. their costumes, like their uniforms for the TV shows didn't translate to big screen. That's why they had their own big screen costumes, because they were just made differently. Yeah. And so it's like, it's great. Tick, tick. Don't Power Rangers this. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid, and they look all latex or whatever. It's like, oh, that's that's their costume. And then yeah. in the movie, they had these like... Now it's leather motocross 
like, oh, like armor. They look, yeah, they look like Iron Man esque, and I'm like, oh, cool. So they're gonna now wear that on the show, and it's like, no, 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 Mitchie, no. you're ten. You don't understand budgets, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it's a completely different universe as well because it's like they rehashed the events that took place in the show in a completely yeah. different way. So yeah, that was its own thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. Like you said, they've just given us a, just a little tickle, like, hey, what does everybody think? We'll see how everyone reacts to this before we spend the money. Not that Disney has to worry about money, but yeah. or Sony at this point. It's like, okay, well, let's just see what happens before we waste money on like designing and yeah, building yeah. A, a Daredevil costume. And it's great because for all us, you know, Daredevil, Charlie Cox, you know, fans, it's like, oh my God, we could get to see him again. Um... But not so much that we're gonna go. Oh, the suit doesn't look great though. Mm, like mm. it's just it's just giving us that little bit that's gonna make us want more. Yeah. So then hopefully at some point, and obviously I guess because we're talking spoilers, chat spoiler to anyone who's not up to date on Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But we're also getting D'Onofrio's Kingpin has been revealed for that as well. In the same week, Mitchell, in the same this- week, we've seen. <laughs> Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in a Spider-Man movie, Stop. and we've seen D'Onofrio's Kingpin. You're going to wake me up in a minute, and I'm going to want to get <laughs> know, back to this right? fever dream. Honestly, it is. This is where I am convinced that I am living in my own simulation. Yeah. Okay. When a- we go and see the Matrix next week, we're yeah. going to find that we're actually in the Matrix, and this is what the new Matrix movie yeah. is. It's going to be waking us all up because it's all been a fever dream. I can through the window. I can see a workmate of mine, and we've had this discussion where, and this is getting off Spider-Man a little bit, but, <laughs> a little bit, a lot. But the <laughs> idea of like, I don't think this is gen- genuinely what's going on, or is it? But the idea that like. Everything that I'm perceiving, you hear me talking into a microphone, the world around me is all part of my own simulation. And then people go, oh, that's disrespectful to, okay, COVID, right? That's tearing up the world and that's tearing people apart. Whether you believe in it or you don't, people are fighting over it, fighting over vaccines, mandates, blah, 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 freedoms, borders, all that sort of shit. That's disrespectful. I'm like, no, no, no. That's, you can, you saying that is part of my simulation. Yeah. That that itself is my simulation. What does that make me an arsehole because I'm dreaming of people dying or something? No, no. Everything around me is simulation. If you are here, me saying this to you is part of your simulation. All this other sort of stuff. So the idea that I, as a as a stan of Charlie Cox as Daredevil, as Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin and have just wanted nothing. Like, I love Johnny Bernthal and I want him back as the Punisher. And I keep going, well, those are my three. And it's like, I don't know much about Jessica Jones, but God, I love what Kristen Ritter did. Okay, well, that'll be my four. Okay, but what about someone? If I have to limit it down. Yeah, they're they are got to be the two. Is yeah. is is Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio, and I, it could even be just D'Onofrio, just because I love him and I love how he looks. Whatever. Yeah. We got those two. This way, and I know we said spoilers for Hawkeye, but it's like we didn't say for how long. And if you skipped <laughs> two minutes, we're still saying it. But we got hinted at in episode three. Okay, so yeah. this is a spoilers chat, and I apologize. Maybe I'll put it in the thing as well that for a period at yeah. uh, the twenty thirty-five minute Hawkeye. mark, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye. That we in a twenty-four hour period. Yeah, and I know that we got lucky seeing this film early, but also for Australian audiences, you saw Hawkeye first and then this. If you're a Daredevil fan of Netflix since 2015, in the same 24 hours, three years after that show was cancelled, in 24 because hours... Because of the Disney merger, yeah, like the Disney Marvel... That you get the two, yeah, or two of the main guys, I'm not trying to rule out Foggy or Karen, but the two guys yeah. confirmed in separate entities of the MCU... We, the other night, sat in a room and we saw 
Tom Holland and Charlie Cox, two British men, sit across the table from each other, playing arguably two of New York's yeah. most iconic heroes, yeah, yeah. like street level heroes. <laughs> like, come on! I just, I, 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 I honestly, I just, I just can't believe that. And you know yeah. what? The the more it goes on, the last couple of weeks, I've, I'm more okay that they're not going to be the same kingpin and Daredevil that we got to see yeah, in the movie. It's and I fine. absolutely wanted that. Right? I did up until a point. I wanted that because I loved that show, and I loved mm. like we were we were texting about it a couple of weeks ago. Like that, not the last scene, but the last fight scene between Daredevil and uh, and and Kingpin in his apartment. He's covered oh. in blood. And Daredevil is wailing on him and just screams at, I beat you, after going through a wave of emotion through yeah. season three. After Kingman had just broken Bullseye's back on a brick wall. Oh, my God. Like, it was brutal. It's so brutal. It's so excellent. And I've never rewatched it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've never rewatched <laughs> that full episode. And I watched it on a goddamn laptop. Uh, but I watched it in New York. How cool was that? I watched oh, the whole series cool. over here, and I went that's to visit cool. my brother-in-law in New York, and I got to watch, not too far away from Hell's Kitchen, I got to actually watch... I remember the going to show. Hell's Kitchen when I went to New York. This is back like 2007. I remember going to, to Hell's Kitchen yeah. just because it was Daredevil's Yes. <laughs> but I, I don't want to lose that. I get that the, 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 the critique of that is that Disney are never going to carry on, one, the brutality of that show mm. and the tone of that show, but also... They don't have the rights to that. Disney Plus will never show seasons one, two, and three of Daredevil. No. That's always going to be on Netflix because it's a Netflix original series. Yeah. And also Disney, as much as they don't have to worry about money or or their own intellectual properties and blah, 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 and they don't have to worry about whatever else they're doing, they're also not going to go season four of Daredevil coming 2022. Yeah, no. If you want to see what happened previously, go watch it on another streaming service. <laughs> like what Paramount did with uh, Discovery. <laughs> Discovery. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I, I think I'm more okay that it's like, mm. well... And again, this is almost a, a problem that fanboys have anyway, that nothing pisses me off more than, and as terrible as some of the movies have been, that you get a, a Transformers fanboy in 2014 who goes to see uh, Age of Extinction, which was an awful film, but then go, oh my God, Michael Bay ruined my childhood. And I'm like, no, he did not. No. He didn't go back in time. He didn't go back to the 1980s and steal yeah. Transformers, the original movie. I can still movie. go back and watch that animated movie with Leonard Nimoy. Yep. And it Hasn't broken the, your the toys. New films don't screw anything with that. They don't. They're not screwing anything up. You've met the voice of of uh, Optimus Prime yourself, right? Yeah. He didn't go to that meeting and and stand between you and say no, you're not allowed to. Do it. He didn't ruin anything. Yeah. Those things still exist, right? And I think I just wanted that to carry on. But the idea that too that we then get to keep the actors. Because they were perfect. They were perfect. That's it the thing. I don't want to lose those characters. I'm I'm almost fine with losing. The narrative, but mm. I don't want to lose that kingpin. But you know what? I don't know that the MCU or Sony want Netflix's kingpin meeting Sony Spider-Man because that's a brutal kingpin, yeah. and you don't want kids, seven-year-olds, going to watch a Spider-Man film, and you have to go and meet. Oh, is that that kingpin from that show that Daddy watches, where <laughs> he is covered in blood, and he yeah. like a guy literally impaled himself on his own face because he didn't want to speak Kingpin's name yeah. in episode three and, of season one, and Kingpin like exploded that guy's head in a car door. Oh, sorry, that was episode four. Then that was that, yeah. like that, those are the most. Oh, then, like, oh we're then on here. Daredevil's friends with that with that girl who was like mentally raped for years. 
years into killing people. It's like Disney are like, we're not going to get into yeah. you. No, that's not happening. So I'm almost in the in the vein of it's like, maybe we'll never see D'Onofrio and Cox share a scene as Daredevil and Kingpin. Maybe. Oh, no, we need that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, no, I want, want it. I want that. Let me, just, let me just sip my tea. We need that. <laughs> but maybe their way around it is, you know, they have their own shit going on yeah and you know they don't cross paths and they never have to address the fact whether you like it can be your own internal headcanon yes on if that exists or not they don't ever have to have to address it we'll see but i'm excited that it's something that we can you know theorize about because either way it's going to happen they're either going to meet each other they're not going to meet each other but Mm. they're both in it now they're here they're, they're with us. Yeah. And I said that to Link yesterday, who hasn't watched Daredevil, like I said, and he knows that we were excited. He knew, like, as soon as you, you saw the cane before you saw the man, mm. Link saw the cane and he just, like, he grabbed us. We were already grabbing each I other. Think you and I held each other the most when Charlie Cox <laughs> showed up on screen. That was, we just, we just didn't even grab. We just tenderly we held. We just tenderly like, held each other. It was other. like, a, it was a solid grab, but it was also very tender where I yeah. just sort of, like, grabbed your forearm. Not unlike how I'd probably hold my wife in a movie. <laughs> Um, and we just held each other through the. Ex- we did. I have to go back and watch that movie. I have. N- I don't remember a single word Charlie <laughs> Cox about says. To say I don't remember a, a <laughs> thing that was uttered in that entire scene, nah. except for when he catches the brick and they go, "How did you do that?" Because you're blind. He goes, "I'm just a very, I'm good, a very lawyer. good lawyer." I remember no, nothing. The rest <laughs> of it was rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. <laughs> legal jargon, legal jargon, rhubarb, rhubarb. I'm blind. That that's it. That's it. And the great thing was. And I'm not, again, I'm not pretending like we're on some kind of pedestal and that we know everything and no one else knows anything. But I honestly didn't expect the. It wasn't. It wasn't a Garfield reception, but I didn't expect the reception that we got in that cinema the other night for Charlie Cox's Daredevil coming on screen. Yeah. I just figured there would. It, it's. It's almost. It's not niche, but it's like when that show came out, there were no Marvel. Like Agents of Shield was one thing, but that was such, it was a procedural free to air show. Yeah. It was like here we got a streaming service. It's Marvel adjacent and it's Daredevil. Who's Daredevil? Oh, you know Ben Affleck. Eh, see ya. Like yeah. they just like oh, and I honestly think that's why Lincoln hasn't watched it. I don't definitively know, but I almost say it's yeah. a it was a twelve year hangover from two thousand three's Daredevil that was like oh that movie which I've, I'm fine with. The director's cut is a much better film. Still not. You know, excellent, and then you compare it to the series; it doesn't hold a candle to it. I think it's a little bit of hangover from that right, film be, that yeah. people are like. Oh, Daredevil, yeah, that was a lame. Again, you, you're judging while Garfield's judged because Amazing Spider-Man Two wasn't great. The Daredevil character is not judged well because the movie wasn't great. It's like, oh, obviously that character doesn't carry a good story. It's like, mm-hmm, think again. Um, <laughs> and then you know, Kingpin, we've. We've never had him before, right? Before the that series, other than like, oh, I feel like we oh, have. We, we had, played him in like, um, oh, sorry, in that film. He was sorry, in the course, film. he was in he that was, film, but what's like, his name, the guy oh, from Green Mile. Yeah, sorry, I always feel like that in like that just. <sighs> he didn't really feel like kingpin to me. He just felt like the antagonist. No. Like yeah. they didn't sell him up as. I didn't get that kingpin like New York vibe the same way I do. D'Onofrio certainly started small, but by season three, he'd like gotten up quite a size. My kids play the Spider. My kids, we play the Spider-Man video game. <laughs> we both love uh, Spider-Verse. You feel like Kingpin has got his hands in a lot of pies. And even the way that Hawkeye is setting things up, I'm definitely going to have to put an exclaimer at the top of this. We're going to talk about <laughs> Hawkeye. Is that, you know, Jeremy Renner saying right at the end of the episode, oh, this is the guy that I've been worried about. Mm. This is Kingpin. And, and it's then, like, well, hang on. How long have you known about him? That that <laughs> shot right at the end, like of the animated part of the credits where it's just like the giant Kingpin shadow yes. over the two of them plus the city and yeah. stuff. It's like, oh, snap. Oh, shit. I didn't know that we were building up to this. And it makes sense that they were going this way. If you know anything about the Echo character, which I don't. So I only know no, her sh- as Maya. 
in I this. I know her briefly from, I want to say, like, Lego Marvel Avengers 2, mm. where, she, where, like, she's an unlockable character. Right. And she just has, like, these cool, like, paint stripes across her face, and she's got yeah. a sword. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's all I really, uh, my only contact I've ever had with Echo. And because of her connection with Kingpin, it's like, well, that makes sense that they're setting him up to be maybe a foil for her and her own. But now that I say that, I'm like, oh, God, I hope Maddie's not right and that... It's like, hey, Kingpin, well, you've seen him with Daredevil on his own show. And if you want more of that, we'll just rewatch Daredevil seasons one, two, and three on Netflix. And uh, anyway, she's just going to be a foil for, you know, our other people and other series. So I don't want that. But it's it's good that, like, oh, just we get to see it. And I feel bad. Like, we're talking about Spider-Man. All of a sudden, we're on a 15-minute Daredevil tangent. But yeah. I guess the point of that is, is that they managed to do even... That scene went for, what, two minutes? Yeah. And it's it just it it opens up so opened many doors, windows, and told you enough about the multiverse before the multiverse had even been fractured in this yeah. movie. We get to see Charlie Cox, and I'm like, oh, this. What I said to Lincoln, I was saying before, this follows on. If you only watch that scene, that takes place after season three of Daredevil. That yeah. absolutely works. Yeah. You watch Hawkeye, you're like, mm, he was back in jail. So unless during the blip. He got out of jail or whatever, then that definitely works. But wouldn't people know his name, or maybe he's being so secret? And so maybe the Kingpin def- kind of is more definitive that it's not the same Netflix one. Charlie Cox's Daredevil, though, which do exist in the same MCU world now, after we've seen over the last twenty-four hours, uh, that that could carry on from. But the idea that it's like, yeah, this is multiversal. So they have, and what might become a verb now, they have J Jonah Jameson it or J K J J it in that. We've got the same actor playing the same character you've seen them do before, but in a different version because it's in a yeah. different universe. And it's like, you know what, JK did it from Far From Home and that's sort of what we got told was that, no, it's obviously a different guy because it's a different Peter Parker. And the audience, like I said, we're not smart and everyone else is dumb. People are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. They can deal with this multiverse crap yeah. and they kind of have to at this point. Like it's almost, It almost feels like this is the new wave of... of, uh, of uh, um, what am I looking for? The, like the the, the little thing that the, the uh, what's the word? God, I'm looking well, like for it's interconnectivity. It's just something the, uh, the little thing that Hollywood likes to do. It's like their little nugget that they just, everyone comes in and takes a piece of the pie, right? Because obviously DC are doing it, right? Um, uh, Flash are doing it with their own. There, obviously Michael Keaton's coming back, and um, you know we've seen it on on TV even with the, again the, again the Flash, and we've mm. seen Spider Verse. Kids were introduced to them. My kids understand the basic concept of a multiverse, yeah. right? Because of Spider Man into the multiverse. You love Michelle Yeoh. She there was a trailer come out yesterday. It was like everything, anything, all at once, everything at, every, at all at the same time, or something. It's not, I don't remember the actual title of the movie, but it says, "Oh, Michelle Yeoh, ex- watch this trailer." She explores the multiverse, and it's like a drama yeah. based on that, and like how time is all happening at the same time, and multiverse, and blah blah blah. Like it's just a, it's a new sandbox that Hollywood are yeah. liking to play out well, at the and moment. I feel like it's a natural extension of like if you think back to like two thousand and what twelve it was with your first Avengers movie. Mm. Even the lead up of that, people were so confused. They're like, "Oh, so so wait, like Captain America and Iron Man have their own movie movies, yeah, but they're going to combine at the end." Like that was un- like outside of Star Trek, that was unheard of. Yeah. Or like you know the um the Hot Fuzz movies and stuff like that, which are very loosely interconnected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like people were trying. It took so long people to wrap their heads around the idea of. Oh, okay. So Iron Man's going to have a movie. Thor's going to have a movie. Captain America's going to have a movie, and then they're all going to come together and have a group movie. Yeah. People were like 
what? Yeah, and I knew people that had only seen the Iron Man films, and they went and watched the Avengers, and they're like, who's this idiot wearing a flag? Like, yeah. oh, God, he's, no, he's boring, and they didn't like him. And, like, it was. It was a very ambitious, a risky movie because everyone loved Iron Man, but not everyone went and saw Thor. Yeah. You know, and, and saying, like, Hulk, well, the 2003 Hulk was boring. I'm not going to go watch the 2008 one. Like, what the hell's all that about? And it's a different actor. So are any of them even related to each other? Yeah. And Captain America, how oh. ridiculous. Like, Again, none of this should have worked, but it's right. That was nine years ago. Yeah. And the idea that we were watching something interconnected, and this isn't us as much as we love them. This isn't going, Marvel are geniuses. They were creating concepts and ideas. Like, no, they just maybe just made it made it more palatable for basic audiences yeah, like us. Like, what is this? Everything plays together? They're giving it to us in, in small amounts so that mm. those who aren't familiar with this kind of science are being able to kind of catch up and... and absorb what's happening without feeling like they're so overwhelmed mm. that they can't keep up with what's going on. Mm. So it's I, I think yeah, the multiverse is the new the new um cinema universe type thing. It's yeah. like so it's like we're slowly getting little bits and pieces. And like you were saying, was it this or in our um non spoilers chat, it's like when Peter was first introduced to the idea of the multiverse mm. back in um Far From Home and then it turned into nothing. But it's like it started the conversation of what yes. is a multiverse. It was yeah. just that little little sort of tidbit there. Uh, that there was left there, and then we'll see what happens. And so. I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's the only one that comes up with the ideas. I'm certainly not saying that he's the one that wrote this line or that he should be thanked and lauded and all this sort of stuff. But it's easy to just look at the top. Who's at the top? Who's the captain? Kevin Feige. But yeah. whoever him and whoever does it, like the idea that I never thought about it like that, but the idea they put the word multiverse there, the idea that this bad guy or this person, this character is from a different universe Oh, it didn't come true. But for 45 minutes of that film, you do believe that. If you don't yeah. know anything about Mysterio, if you just believe what the movie tells you, you believe that and you understand the basic concept of it. Why? Well, because of that thing where half the universe dis- disappeared. It's like, oh, well, I believe that nonsense, so I'll believe this. Mm. Two years later, it's like multiverse. Like, yeah, I'm up for it. What do we got? Bringing in old Spider-Man? Sick. Going to bring in new Electro? It's not the same one as we saw in that other movie? Maybe not. Either way, I'm fine, bro. Get me a large yeah. popcorn. Like, And if you're a nerd like me, it's like, well, I hope, you know, in, in the time since then, it's like you've done your own research. Like, you've read your own comics and you've sort of gone, oh, I'm interested in this. What mm. is this about? And you've sort of discovered things along the way and created your own path as you go. And so, you know, bits and pieces and stuff like that. So when stuff like this comes along and obviously I'm, I'm sure multiverse of madness is going to be next level and, yeah. and Loki, obviously, you know, is another little piece of the puzzle. It all kind of makes sense when you have, it's, it's the problem I think is, is when people miss stuff mm. like, um, what was, I was talking to Scotty the other day and like, he hasn't seen WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, well, dude, you can't see any more Marvel movies until you <laughs> like, you can't see the next Doctor Strange oh, until you've seen that. Could I just say, I'll, I'll throw him under the bus, especially if he's listening, but it's mainly just for you because I know how we felt about it. But we're talking about Hawkeye, and maybe it was after episode four the other day. And like, you know, three was such a high, and four was a bit for me. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, it felt like it was really cheesy moments for just for trying to seem like it was character stuff whatever oh, anyway Christmas stuff yeah that yeah. like I, I pre- there were scenes in that where I'm like oh my god this is great but mm. then it was like let's let them breathe because it's TV and I'm like yeah, okay I get the cutesy stuff let's get it out of here and he's like yeah it's just I don't know for me it's getting back to look a little bit of I don't know like WandaVision level and I'm like what and he go and I said oh yeah don't not WandaVision he goes did you like that and I'm like uh yes it is quite a lot for me. It's the best Marvel TV show so far mm. of the of One Division onwards, like that brand new Disney Plus ones. Like 
okay, give or take, like, even the first two as a package, it was like, okay, I get it, the black and white, and it goes, <laughs> I was falling asleep by the end of it, but, like, the speculation around it and just, like, the potential world-building and stuff and just what it did for her as a character, yeah. all that sort of stuff, like, I love that. So, yeah, the idea that, like, he's, like, that was not good, and I'm like, don't talk to Maddie then. Um, but yes, yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that's like, okay. Uh, at the bar, he was like, he was like, um, I don't think I've seen Endgame. What do you he's, mean you don't? He's still not sure whether he's seen Endgame. <laughs> he knows what happens to to, to Stark, like because yeah. he he went to um um Far From Home, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, I like, I know that he's like, why is Steve old? I've seen that, but I'm like, have you seen the movie? He's like, I don't. I've so. used a gif. He's like, there's, it's the one with the snap, right? And I'm like, well, who did the snapping? <laughs> and he's like, the big purple guy. I'm like, no, mate, that was Infinity War. Oh my god. So um, I'm not sure he's actually seen Endgame. Mm. Well, all of that, like the fact we just said, it opens up. It's painting. It's it's painting a, a vast picture of what the franchise could mm. do, where it could go, in so many different ways. Uh, or even just what's possible if it doesn't go there. It's just, hey, look yeah. look what could I happen. I haven't been this excited for what comes next in quite a while. Yeah. Like this, where the, it truly feels like the sky's the limit. So I, I say that because I'm like, okay, look back at Homecoming. The first time we introduced this Spider-Man, Civil War, great. He's used in bit pieces. It was excellent just to see that guy play with those guys. It was yeah. excellent. Homecoming gets his own film. It's his own story. It's kind of like what Black Panther was, where it's like, oh, it's his origin story, but we've already been introduced to him as an origin story, hardly enough, in that same film in Civil War. We have to get to that. <laughs> and then, you know, you have a lot of Tony Stark stuff, and everyone's like, oh, so he, he, he could only be who he was because... And it's like, well, that might might kind of be unfair. And it was, okay, I get it. Like, he, he you know, maybe because we knew Tony Stark. If it was another mentor, like if that was Uncle actual Uncle Ben and we didn't get Uncle Ben dying for a couple of movies or something, then would you be asking those questions? Probably not. So maybe it's justified, maybe it's not. Okay, you get Far From Home. Well, Nick Fury's there and he, you know, when Spider-Man has lost everything to these angry Stark industry ex-employees and it's like, okay, so it's still Iron Man related. Okay, cool. Mm. Uh, Happy brings the plane along and it's like, here, have all of Tony's knowledge and wealth and, and, and technology in this plane. And his private jet. In private jet. basically make anything you It'll want. It'll build you whatever you want. And so he, he, he has to create it. He has to think of it. But it's basically like he's Hal Jordan and the plane was his green ring, right? It could do anything he could think of. And it's like, okay, cool. So he still hasn't been able to have like his own film where he's his own character. Now, we'll get to the end of this movie and where it leaves him later. But do you feel like... In some ways, what I worry about with these films... I felt about it with the multiverse stuff going into Far From Home and it didn't end up happening. Uh, But with this one, I'm like, okay, I get the... Maybe in retrospect, we'll look at one division and go, oh, multiverse stuff. Mm. Wasn't really hinted at that much, I think, as much as people go on about. Maybe I'm just dumb and I don't understand. Certainly a lot more in Loki, like the way that yeah. just like blow up and credits. What? When are we getting season two? Dunno. Have fun. Maybe. Um, we get that and then we get Doctor Strange 2 coming out next year. It's like, cool, that's all Marvel. You guys want to do multiverse stuff? Sick. That's where you're going to have to go. You want to go cosmic? You've done a little bit of that now. You want to go multiversal? Sweet. We've done time travel. Go with whatever sci-fi trope idea concept you want to ever do. Spider-Man, he's a Marvel character. He belongs to Sony. Um, It feels like a lot of the time they are just using him because people are going to go watch that. To print money. To print money. But also to get them interested in what they're doing next. It's like the Daredevil thing, right? Put, Put Matt Murdock in there. 
just to see if he works. We don't want to do it one of our shows. What if he doesn't work? We don't want something that definitely doesn't work because then we've tainted our own character in our own property. Mm. Give our character that has worked elsewhere, but we'll give him a different version, but give him to Sony to play with. Yeah, sure, two minutes. How wrong can you go? And it was just a beautiful-looking, cute... Charlie Cox just looking so lovable and I'm like you're going to be mm. dead of a one day buddy and I can't wait to see you back and thank you for saying yes to coming back and you weren't one of these actors who just went I've done that I'm going to move on to other things it's like I want to come back because I love it but also the fans really want it mm. um, it just feels like yes Spider-Man's being used it's like hey man have a multiverse movie and yeah, broke open the concept have a little bit of fun just paint a just paint a nice little opening for Doctor Strange 2 to come in and really do it the right way we're going to do it and I'm just like God can he have his own movie but like we said with the avengers level threat stuff it still felt exclusive to spider-man and i yeah. understood why one no one else helped and why two spider-man was the only one that could fix it and i still feel and again this could be a, a 36 hour hangover from actually watching the film this is the longest question in the world but d- how do you feel about it being a spider-man film considering everything else that went in it like we're on a high right now do we re-watch this in two years for the 18th time and go Ah, well, now that the nostalgia sort of hits worn off, it's not really a Spider-Man film, and it's just like a, you know, a, a blend of, you know, it's it really, it's a pizza, it's a little bit of everything thrown in, and it's not, oh, I mean, I wish the character was given more respect than that, other than just being like a platform for everything else to happen around him, because at the moment... I feel like this is more Spider-Man than we've gotten in his other two films. Absolutely. Certainly the way with with loss and uh, the responsibility, and you know they do definitively give us that line, but how that works and how that changes and shapes him as a character. And in a way, now that I'll let you answer your question, this feels like, yeah, it's the wrap-up of the trilogy, of the home trilogy. It feels like we've had... With Civil War and uh, Infinity War and Endgame, we've had a six-film origin story for Spider-Man. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's so bizarre because it, it's it's almost like they've rebooted the character. Yeah. Like, by the end of this film, we have... They've, they've, in such a interesting and intricate way, managed to give us everything we could ever want, address all the issues that any of the people have had in terms of oh, he's, he never made his suit. It's all stuff from Tony. He's yeah. got all this money, you know, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have his spider sense. You know, it's the Peter Tingle, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we were, they've adequately, not adequately, but like amazingly been able to like tie a bow around this amazing story. But then also at the end of the movie, have him at a point where he could almost be Maguire's Spider-Man from the second film. He's in the shitty little apartment mm. There was always that sort of if like I was glad when we were first introduced to Tom Holland Spider Man we didn't see the Uncle Ben death again because it was it was becoming yeah. it was becoming the Batman Bruce Wayne death of his parents you just saw it too many times mm. but a lot of people were like no 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 we needed that so it was very interesting and I think it could be polarizing in a lot of ways did we never know what happened to Uncle Ben was that tied into in the same way it was a big thing for Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Was it a big thing for Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Mm. Well, in a way, now it doesn't matter because he just went through that with Aunt May yeah. instead. And I think that, that answers the question. Is that, yeah, Aunt Ben existed. We know that. Um, Uncle Ben. What did I say? Aunt, Aunt ben. ben. Oh, <laughs> well, very, hey, hey, very hey. progressive hey, of you, mate. We don't know, mate. Come on, come on. We're, we're not going to be that type of show. We're not going to do it. <laughs> um, that it 
not that he didn't matter, but it's like, oh, in this universe, and that's what I love so much about that 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 moment where they all three of them first meet on the rooftop at the school, and they trade off, and it's like, oh, she said this to me, it's like, holy shit, why? Who you lose? You lost Aunt May. I can't imagine what that's like. Mine, mine's still with me, and oh, well, I had Aunt Be- Uncle Ben die, and oh, oh, me too. And he said this to, she said this to me. Oh my god, th- yeah, th- that's what happens to all of them right before they die. Oh well, I've got MJ. Oh well, I I lost Gwen, and yeah. okay, well that she's my this, and you're her that, and and we've like, it was a great way, almost as a meta way of showing the audience that. These characters don't have to go through the exact same thing exactly. as each other, and as much as I want to, like, oh, I'm, I'm weird like that. And I said it on, uh, it's getting a geek, but it's our DC TV stuff. Where, um, hang on, was that? It was on something I recorded. I don't know. I do a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a weird place to be. Where, say, in Batman versus Superman, you get a hint of. The Batflex version of the pearls falling. Oh, I've seen the pearls. Yeah. Okay, we've seen the parents shot in the alleyway after going to see the mask of Zorro. Jesus Christ, yeah, we've seen it a thousand times. But then, the same year, two months later, we get Civil War. We don't get to hear about Uncle Ben. And yeah. people go, hang on, where's the Uncle Ben death? Isn't that part of his origin? A year later, Homecoming. No mention of Uncle Ben. No mention of uh, of of that line. No, no, the power, responsibility, anything. Uncle mm. Ben's effect on him, like wanting to turn his powers into. Fu- why did he want to do the right thing anyway? We get he's a good kid, but why? Why did he? Why does he feel the need to go and do this? You know, where did he get that oomph that that, he, that the other two got from from Uncle Ben? So we get it in in Batman versus Superman. And I know people had a lot of problems with that film anyway, but at the start, if you only watch the first five minutes of that, that, that film and nothing else around it, people go, oh my God, we get to see the pearls again. Why? Mm. But then in the same year, I, I would say a lot of those same people will go, well, hang on, why don't we get to see all Ben die? It's like, well, we've seen it twice, just like we've seen the other one yeah. twice. So you, like, there's no two ways about it. But what I, what I love about that is that it shows that these are different interpretations. And like that, whether we talk about it now or later, like the, the idea that, Aunt May dies, man. Yeah. Holy shit. We haven't seen that before. No. And it's like, hang on, that's not what happened in the comics. It's like, yeah, but cool. The, the comics are also a multiverse thing. Yeah. We're literally staring at three different men who are all Peter Parker. Yes. Anything can happen. Yeah. Like, and they're the same as, as the, the Peter Parker from the 90s cartoon that we yes. watched. They're the same as the 17 different iterations throughout Marvel Comics history. They're the same as the four different Peter Parkers that we saw in Spider-Verse. And they are all as valid as each other. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Like the fact that they highlight the fact that Garfield doesn't have an MJ. He had Gwen. Yeah. He's still dealing with Which is funny because they, they had an MJ. They had Shailene Woodley cast. They shot scenes with her as MJ, but then cut it because they thought it took away from the emotional impact yeah. of Gwen's death at the well, end. And, and then that allows him to pop up in this movie and go, I once had someone, I lost her, and then yeah. I've just not focused on that part of my life anymore. It's like, if you include that scene seven years ago in another film, we don't get that emotional hit in yeah. this film. And we and needed the, that. And the fact that arguably Garfield has been through the most because it's like, he lost um, his parents, and then there's that weird. I don't know whether there's a bonus scene or whether it's actually in the second movie where it's like it could be his dad that came back or mm. some weird thing. I don't know about all of that, but it's like there's that loss. Um, there's the loss of Uncle Ben, and then there's the loss of Gwen as yeah. well. And it's like the Gwen is the thing that is his touchstone. That's his yeah. anchor, the thing yeah. that he's really, really holding on to. Yeah, I'm like, dude, he- wait, what about, what about <laughs> Martin Sheen, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I get you all have to have something different, yeah. but I'm just like, yeah, I also lost Uncle Ben, but then, like, I kind of, like, helped my girlfriend die by letting her head smash yeah. into the concrete. But then, obviously, then, that was his little, like, nice, but he got his redemption in this film by saving MJ. Yeah, and you know what? Like, and what it, a- that little teary moment, yeah. 
MJ doesn't understand what that is. No. No one in that movie understands the significance of that yeah. except for the audience. And there was a lot of audience in our screening that was kind of laughing at the fact that he was crying. And she, MJ was like classic Zendaya's version of MJ going, what are you, what, are you okay? Mm. And everyone's like, ha ha look at him crying. And it's like, dude, that's how he lost his girl. Yeah. And he just stopped the other version of him. I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Like, And the thing was, when that trailer released and you saw Zendaya fall, Tom Holland jump off to save her, cut to a hand, and I remember sending it to you going, dude, that suit, that's, that's a much that's bluer suit. That's a bluer suit. Well, and the thing and was, it wasn't. No. It was, that it, shot was Holland right before it got cut where he got smashed away by yeah, Goblin or well, whatever. Well, it was Garfield fingers. I feel like Garfield was the first one to have the different colored fingers mm. on the suit, which he didn't have this time, but mm. he had in his original movie. So yep. I, I bought it as well. I'm yep. like, that's going to be Garfield's hand. Yep. It wasn't. But the moment was still there of Garfield saving um, and, MJ. Yeah, that's the thing. The speculation was online was like, oh, what if? Tom Holland jumps, sure, but Andrew Garfield is actually the one that catches her, and that's his redemption, and that's his... Not redemption, like, he didn't cause it. It wasn't his fault. But that that's his moment where he gets to do something that he didn't, and he gets to stop it from happening to someone else. And even though that was theorised, it didn't ruin the experience for me. No. And because they had killed May, there were some serious stakes. Yeah. Like, I remember grabbing you when the glider came in and hit May yeah. at the bottom of the building and went... Oh fuck! What have they just done? Mm. They're really gonna. But then she was the first one up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if she stood up earlier than Peter did, she's fine. Yeah. I'm like, they just sort of, they just, you know, uh, red herring this bait, bait and switch. It's gonna be fine. And then I was like, oh no, she's she's rough. She's looking groggy. Mm. And then they held it and held it, and then they did it. And I was like, holy fuck! Yeah. They're actually doing this. Yeah. And I again, I got caught up in a. You know, don't kill any character ever sort of moment in my head because I'm like, Aunt May can't die. Like, we, okay, sure, have her really hurt and whatever. But I'm like, no, you, they can't come this far and then not, not do it. Yeah. And I, I liked where we get a tease very shortly after where Garfield's like, I went to a dark place, man. I got, I got, I, I started, like, I didn't get the feeling that he went Ban mm. like Batman and was killing people for 10 years, but. I got the idea that he did some things that Spider-Man wouldn't normally do. Or just go harder. Yeah. You know, like he said, he didn't. He stopped well, pulling his punches, right? And even Maguire touched on it when he talked about after Uncle Ben died and he chased down the guy. Yeah. You know? He's I think like, at one point, it almost sounded like he said he did kill him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like I guess I, like, I wanted to kill wait, him. What? I wanted him dead. I got what I wanted. And it was like, oh, dude, Ooh. I know you didn't kill him. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm waiting for you to tell Tom Holland, don't worry, I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. But you almost don't need to, or you don't want to say that because in that moment where he is wailing on Green Goblin, you, you, I didn't think that he was ever going to actually kill him because if you, after two and a half hours, make him go to that mm. dark place, you're like, and the movie's over in 10 minutes. We're not going to redeem him in 10 yeah. minutes. He's going to need to go away for a couple of years. But uh, then they flip it and stab Maguire and you think, oh, fuck, they're going to bring back Maguire to kill him. Yeah. Well, you and know I what? totally bought that. I'm I like, th- it's going to happen. I thought that was going to happen too, but I, I thought, thought it was for a different like, reason. Well, I thought it was going to be a Harrison Ford. If you bring me back as Han Solo, you have to kill me. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. And then he's like, Oh no, I've, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed before. I'm all right. I'm, I'm like, right. I'm oh, like you oh, you asshole, son of a bitch! How well, dare one? Uh, I don't know. I'd half read it and I'd filled in the rest, or I just read it. I can't remember. There's a theory that I certainly subscribe to, where it was like, what if? Not that what if this is the reason we haven't seen him, but conveniently we haven't seen Uncle Ben yet. We haven't even seen a picture of what he looks like. So they haven't wanted to commit to what that 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 character who which actor plays him. What if Tom Holland meets? OG Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, and that's what his Uncle Ben looked like. Whoa. And then he meets him. He's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, Uncle Ben? Or, you know, like has a moment where he's like, holy shit. And he goes, what? And he goes, 
this, and then they look look at a photo in May's apartment, and there's a May with a Toby Maguire with a beard or something, right? And that I thought, what if that happens? And then at the end of the film, or somewhere along the line, Uncle Ben, kind of, but actually Toby Maguire as Spider Man as we've known him delivers the line to, to, to Tom Holland with great, great power comes responsibility, responsibility and then he dies somehow. Wow. But what if all that happened and then he still gets stabbed by a goblin the way that the goblin wanted to kill him back in 2002? Yeah. Now, that didn't happen. That's I'm not disappointed by by any of that. Like the, no. the May but thing just... But being that it's the multiverse, it totally happened somewhere. <laughs> it happened somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, what I love so much about the other two coming back, and it's like it is a nostalgia hit. And that will definitely wear off at some point because you're never gonna. Mm. We're never gonna relive the first time again. We said that no. non-spoilers. Anyone's going to watch this for the first time. I'm insanely jealous of you because you have that ahead of you. And our good mate, get into geek, Dane. As time is us recording it, he's hours away from going to watch it. He gets to live that for the first time. And I can't wait to hear his thoughts. Mm. But what they needed to have in there, what they did have in there, which will save uh, some of that and which will uh, help justify why you have them in there, is those character moments, not only even with Tom Holland on the rooftop where they're talking about their shared losses and their shared dark paths and stuff like that, but the moment where they're doing sciencey stuff, uh, trying to work out how to save their respective bad guys, where it's just an exchange, and there are several of them, just between Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Just talking about, hey, have you got anyone? Oh, I used to, and blah, blah, blah. And then later on, hey, so do you get web block? Like, what's happening? And, like, it's just them two. And even just beyond them sort of talking Spider-Man-y stuff, they get room to just to be, hey, remember what I was like when I had a whole movie? I've got to squeeze that into being, like, a maybe a, the second to third tier character in this film, mm. but still give you the oomph. And I just, I just, that's, I'm like... I would want to shake John Watts and the writer's hands going, well done, that you went from, like I said before, it doesn't feel like a small film, like an insignificant way, but a much smaller film because of much fewer characters. And so there's a lot fewer targets you need to hit in those other two Spider-Man movies than you do in this, where it's like, you're going to bring back a, a guy who hasn't been Spider-Man for 15 years. You're going to bring back another guy who hasn't been him for seven years. By doing that, you have to do it in a multiverse. Mm. Um, you've also got five villains to worry about, where the problem with superhero movies in the past has been there. if there's more than one, then there's too many. Um, you've got to give them a reason for being there other than just convenience, which they did because they dove into actually their characters. You, you, I wanted, to, I wanted to save those bad guys. Now, I want some of them to stay evil because it's fun and I want to see Spider-Man yeah. punch them. But I wanted them to be there too see Alfred Molina be a good guy again because he was a good guy at the start of his own film and do all of that and then still justify bringing in for just some fan service shit having other Spider-Man in there. Mm. And I just, I again, this is a hangover 36 hours after watching the film. I think they did it and I think I will still feel like that. Like I said before, I still watch Endgame and there are key moments in that that hit me. Like, I cried three yeah. times in Endgame. The first time was when, and again, me just being a father, having, uh, a, you know, being a husband as well, and and uh, they were probably around the age where I had a very newish sort of born child, and the idea that Hawkeye, now Ronan, back to Hawkeye, has spent the last five years mourning the loss of his family, killing people out of some kind of, like, avenging arc of them, like, why do you get to live? You're bad people when my family died. And then after they do the the the, the blip uh, snap with Hulk he gets a phone call from his wife and i i teared i started mm. to cry then the idea that 
like that 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 broke me. I, I I then cried at the fan service moment. We first got the big shot of the entire field covered in Wakandan soldiers and every other good guy we've ever seen in these films. And then I cried again at the mm. "I love you three thousand to his daughter" because again it just brought me. It was a personal. On your left, on your left was my oh, moment. On your left, yeah. I think that that was just like exciting. It was weird. It was such a wave mm. of emotions. Whereas this, like, I think if I didn't need to we so badly for the 90 minutes leading up to it and 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 liquid wanting to get out of my body in another way i probably would have cried at at a, at a few moments yeah. in this film um but I, I still think they will be there to hit me in subsequent rewatches whereas the nostalgia of like when i first see garfield next time i won't go oh my god and grab the person next to me and go that's him because i know that's him and that's yeah. not going to hit it'll me the same way though. it'll be goosebumpy yeah. but there will be those character moments where i'm like oh i'm so glad that you kind of get to have that Spider-Man 3 moment for you, mm. Andrew, and you kind of get to have that Spider-Man 4 moment for yourself, Toby. You know, yeah. you all got so close to having another one and then, you know, politics. And then you're watching Tom Holland's Spider-Man be praised and lauded for being, you know, Toby, you were a good Peter, but your Spider-Man was near. Garfield, your Spider-Man was great. Your Peter was a bit different. You know, Tom Holland, well, he's great at both. And then there's the argument online. And you guys fight amongst yourself who's the best. But mm. he gets to play with all these other Marvel heroes. So he gets to be in the biggest film of all time. But then he gets to go back and make, you know, his own smaller films and stuff and be his own little friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then they get to all blend together and all have that moment on uh, the Statue of Liberty, where they're all just talking to each other, going, no, just because I've been a spaceman, you fought a weird Russian in a rhino yeah, suit. what are the Avengers? You're fine. Yeah. You, you are good. And that was so meta for me. It was like, everyone hates on Garfield mm. because of his films. And you had Tobey Maguire going, bro, don't you dare listen he to people. He literally says, you're amazing. You're amazing, right? You're amazing. John Savage, you're... one of our great listeners, he was at the preview the other night. He he texted me the next day and he said, do you think that was two on the nose that he said two or three times? You're amazing. I'm like, no, I I actually quite like that. I like that. I, I... The the only couple of moments I, I was a bit, and this was after the movie when we were chatting afterwards, I was like, I wonder if these will hold up in second or third viewings. Mm. Is there a couple of moments that were quite long? They were played for comedy. They were hilarious. It was like... Um, when we're meeting um, uh, Garfield Spider Man and Ned's grandmother, yeah, and there was there's a long moment waiting for her to finish her sentence before Ned can translate, yes. and I'm like, that was hilarious, but is it going to be too long in a rewatch? Yeah, and and, and then moments it, later on where it's um when Garfield is is cracking Maguire's back, yeah, I'm like that was hilarious because <laughs> Maguire is the oldest of the three. Of course, he's going to limber up, and yeah. you know, he'll, and he's got lower. They're both you know sharing war stories about lower backstories. But I'm like, did that go on a little bit too long? Yeah. In the moment, no. In the rewatch, I hope not because I, it was great. I've got less fears for like examples like the back thing. I'm more worried about the grandma stuff because. He'd just gotten there, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, can you hang off the roof? Previous Spider-Man. Get the cobwebs. I'm like, he's been here for 60 seconds. Like, Can we just let the guy breathe? He is Spider-Man <laughs> 2 He's for hanging us, from right? the ceiling like, by his fingertips. Is yeah. that not enough for you people? Yeah. So, yeah, I, you're right. Like, I, the, Some of those felt a little bit long, but I was also mm. like, can we do something else? Whereas I, next time I watch it, I know that they're not going to get... To, yeah, they're not going to miss out on stuff that comes after, so I don't have to be worried about them yeah. not hitting the mark. So I can just enjoy those scenes. And then the only thing that I I forward sold on that I didn't get, and you might have heard me go, "Oh no, they're not." Was when uh, Maguire and Garfield were like, "Okay, well, I was at the Empire, I was at Chrysler, better yeah. blah blah." Where would Peter go? Where does Peter go when he's at his lowest and he and he needs to? And for a second, I thought we were going to go to Ben's grave, and uh, I th- yeah. and I think that would have broken me because. <laughs> yeah. 
he just lost May. Mm. And I, I, for a second there, I thought we were going to go there and it was going to be him apologizing to Ben mm. for losing May. Mm. And I wouldn't have been able to cope with that. So yeah, I was kind of yeah, yeah. glad that I, oh, is that nice throwback to the scene? Even I maybe would have wanted a little more um, connectivity to it because it's like we only had that one scene with him and um, Zendaya like on the on that roof. Yeah. Um, that Ned kind of you know butted into. It's like if that had been in maybe Homecoming or mm. something like that, it might have had a little bit more resonance. Um, but it was still wonderful. And then yeah. for the guys to show up, and I think it was probably a, a better idea for them to be able to like them have their cool like superhero shot when mm-hmm. they sort of you know show up on the building rather than just showing up sort of at a at a gravesite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously then that would have tied into like all three of them would have seen, you know, a Ben Parker yeah. gravestone and they all would have resonated. Mm. But now I understand why they didn't because, you know, for Garfield in particular, it was like he was more about Gwen than he was about about Ben. Mm. So, you know, it's still it still all worked. Mm. So that's why I'm keen to go back and see how I react to it a second and third time. Like you were suggesting, it's like there's a there's a potential moment in our lives where we're gonna be able to go to the cinema and we're gonna be able to rewatch Venom, then oh, sorry, Venom 2, then rewatch um No Way Home and then go and watch Mobius. And I'm like Astra- Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm cool for that. Australian cinema and viewers, play your cards right, okay? Just keep going to see Venom too. Just so we can keep in Sony Pictures if you're listening. Of course you are um just keep that going for another month so that we can have that idea. Like, we could do that theoretically so uh, mid to late uh, January. It's a big ask for Venom to be in cinemas in these current times, these unprecedented times, <laughs> uh, to be in cinemas for two months. But that would be... That'd be big. That'd be, um, That'd be a good day. That'd be a long day, but it'd be a fun day. It'd be, even, wor- it'd be worth it. Even just at some stage, if some cinema could just go, hey, we're going to play Far From Home straight into No Way Home. Ooh. No breaks. <laughs> you imagine that? Ouch. <laughs> you, can, you, can take a, you can take a quick wee um, mm. during... Uh, during geez. the credits, basically, because we're just going to roll from one into the oh, other. Oh, see, I was suggesting <laughs> no credits. Well, you know what? Maybe you get the, cr- the credits between... The end of No Way Home, uh, sorry, Far From Home, into the mid-credit scene where his identity is revealed. You yeah. get like two and a half minutes of <laughs> two sprints, two sprints with to the a full bladder. Four hundred yeah. people rushing out at the one time yeah. to go to go to a wedding. I still wouldn't go. I remember flying in New York. I went twenty-four hours without using the bathroom. Hey, I was so last international flight that I, I am took. A hibernating bear. L.A. to Brisbane. It's a thirteen-hour flight. I was window seat, and it was the the trip back. Obviously, so I'd had my my holiday. Did a lot of walking, so I was a bit tired. I sat down. When I got on the plane, I didn't get up until Brisbane. I didn't yeah. move my legs. I'm like, I think you're supposed to do this health-wise. <laughs> I don't have blood clots. Uh, and I'm like, I'm surprised too. Like, I always, you know, talk about how I'm going to really uh, abuse the the free alcohol on the international flights thing. I never do it. It no. never happens. And thank God I didn't because, um, you know, got to got to hold a record on the, oh, on I the had, flight. I had two sides before that movie. I was tipsy you as You were hell. a little tipsy. You come up and gave me a cuddle and it was, you know, it's a little bit more handsy. Uh, than, than usual, and I was. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what about? We'll go back to the the actual, like we talk about all this multiverse stuff, all the after effects. It's like, but we only got there because Peter was sad that people knew who he was, and it's like, I, I'm glad that um, Doctor Strange actually. He goes, "Hang on, so you want to change the world basically because people found out who you are? Like, you you don't actually understand the size." Yeah, of what of you're what about you're to asking. do. Okay, you, 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 you. Please don't. And you watch the trailer, and in two and a half minutes, you've got to get across that concept, and then also tease that you bring back other bad guys, and then it's still a big Spider-Man show, and dun 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 dun, dun it comes out in December. It seems like a bit of a jump, but how did you feel, especially when we we 
pick up immediately where No Way Home, Far From Home. God, we're going to keep doing that, yeah, aren't we? It's, we're it's, far it's from... the worst naming they've ever done. So, like, they have, like, a good sort of, what, five, ten-minute segment where he, like, runs away from the people and the city and the everyone chasing him and the, and the helicopters, goes back to Queens and goes back to Aunt May and, you know, shacks up in their place and... It's like, well, that's a big day. And then obviously it goes on and he's still out trying to do Spider-Man stuff and people are throwing things at him and then they have to hide and he can't go to school properly and, uh, you know, applying for college and all that sort of stuff. Like, it went on, it wasn't like it was a real long thing, but probably longer than I thought considering all the things they needed to do. Mm. I actually bought, I'm like, okay, this is, okay, it's a ridiculous concept, it's a ridiculous idea that he would cha- want to change the planet to, uh, and risk the planet just for the sake of his secret even though Doctor Strange was confident that he could get it done. I I actually bought into it. I, I think they did yeah. enough. They lingered along enough on all the effects that it's having on him. Like, even one of his gym teachers, like, you're a murderer, bro. Mysterio was right. You know, all of his friends not letting him walk through school properly. That You know, his his colleges were, were knocking him and his friends back. Uh, he and his aunt couldn't go home anywhere. Like, it just... Life was terrible for him, and like for as much mm. as what I love about it is, as much as the MCU has kind of been critiqued in a way, but not not really. It was really more about civil war and the fact that that was about identity in the comics, and that they couldn't do that in the movies because everyone knows who everybody is, except and, for Spider Man. And when you hire an actor, you want to see them their face so you can see the emotions on their faces so they I can saw, act. Oh, they kept so... finding ways to rip. Uh, Chris Evans' head uh, headpiece off for multiple yeah. movies, and then in the end, they're like, "No, Captain America is more important. Chris Evans is fine. We can still see that he's beautiful." No one knew who Spider Man was, but at the same time, not only did they not know who the identity was, they didn't really know who the hero was. Like he was a nothing yeah. compared to everybody else. So the idea, like, it was a bit of a stretch for me. The big stretch was that J. Jonah Jameson coming out going, "Spider Man, this guy, he killed Mysterio." It's like cool. Like, aside from a couple of highlights on the news about something weird that had happened, um, who was Mysterio? And who is Spider-Man? Like, yeah. no one really knew who this... It wasn't like they held a press conference after Endgame and went, we all saved the world. Spider-Man is this guy. You don't know who he is. And Nick Fury, Spider-Man, and there were other people at S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever, the only people that knew that the Elementals, if they were real, were a, a global threat that were going to blow up the planet. The rest of the planet didn't know that. They were just something fun on the news, like, oh, there's another alien attack. Well, yeah. we're in a world that's been living with that for, I don't know, 13 years at this point. It's no it's, it's no big deal. So that's a bit of a stretch that people would even care who Spider-Man was. There was a murderer, like, straight away. It's like, oh, you're a murderer, but... You? Who are you? And who's the guy that you murdered? And why should I care? Why is that bald man with a weird moustache really angry about it? But if if I put that aside, I actually bought into how yeah. long they gave to breathe. That it, this is a real big deal for Peter, and you can kind of understand why he goes. Well, it's simple for you, Doctor Strange, to fix this. Do you do you think you can get it done, and I can just leave now? That'd be great. Like it wasn't supposed to be a big thing. Yeah, something that I think sold it for me was it's because they were really 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 reinforcing the fact that. Tony Stark, Iron Man, who the entire world knows and loves and mm. owes their lives to, it's almost like his memory was being tainted and abused because Peter used Stark tech yeah. to kill this man. Oh, they definitely did that more in this film. I think yeah, they did yeah. so well to, to, really to align Stark in. with it. I kept waiting for a Gwyneth Paltrow thing coming out going, yeah. no comment, we're still working through what the hell's going on, blah, he, blah, blah. Yeah, even for a moment when they were like, oh, it's... it's become there's like an indictment and they're like searching Stark facilities and there was that shot of like the trucks leaving yep. the Stark facility. I was like, they're seizing technology. Mm. I'm like, 
that's a little bit too far. But then I realized, oh, it's to tie in just the, the negative effect it's having on Peter. Yeah. And then obviously I think it was great. That, uh, yeah, because he would feel guilty of yeah of tainting Tony's legacy. Yeah, and image, not only yeah. that, and then also then when he decided to do what he did with Doctor Strange, it was like it wasn't because of him. It's what something that's been reinforced in the old '90s cartoon and one of the more recent ones I watch. Um, I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man or something like oh, that. Oh, yep. It's not a. It's not about the mask doesn't protect him. It protects the people he loves. Yeah, that's what it's always been about. So I love the fact that they all got their letters from MIT and they opened them up and they all got denied. I remember hearing um, Lincoln's girlfriend at one point going, oh, Ned's going to get in. Everyone's yeah. going to get like, you know. <laughs> and I was like, no, they're none of them are getting in. And that they hung a lantern on the fact that Ned read out that line that's like, under present circumstances, or and they, because it's like all the universities clearly could have just given them just a, a run of the mill denial, and it's yeah. like you're just not good enough to get in. But the fact that the MIT in particular highlighted due to current circumstances, mm. we can't offer you a position. So it really highlighted to Peter that the reason they didn't get in mm. is because of him. Yeah, he's he's quote unquote ruined their lives that none of them got into MIT, and it, there was no question that oh maybe we just didn't meet the cutoff it's because of public opinion you're not welcome at our school mm. and to me that was enough to push peter over the edge to yeah like start wanting to wipe people's memories so that his friend not so much any one he's like he's like i don't even care whether i get i just want mj and ned to get in to like to have their yeah. lives back i don't care about it yeah that was a nice scene and actually then, on the bridge where he said that he's like no 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 don't worry about me i'm just talking about them yeah yeah and then obviously then we get that that call back then at the end where, you know, they've got they what they wanted. He's all on his own. He finds this crappy little apartment. The only weird thing there for me was that they, they did a shot that lingered on, like, him with some textbooks about getting his GED. Mm. And I'm like, so does that mean he did graduate high school? Like, mm. did he does he not exist at all so that he never went to school with them? That's what I, I yeah. That's, that's what I couldn't figure out. That's what I'm like. It's uh, It gets a little bit weird where it's like no one who ever knew you will remember you. And it's like, that's mm. that's fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of the example that was in my uh, head uh, mm. the other day where Spider-Man was very much part of the scene, but also Peter Parker and the people that were there. And you, mm. I don't know. And but then it, there was a weird get... bit with Happy where it's like Happy meets Peter at May's grave. Yeah. Um, so clearly he still has his memories of dating May. Yes. But has no memory of Peter. Yeah but knows who Spider-Man was because he said, oh, I knew her through Spider-Man. And I found that because it will, and Peter was the first one that said that because uh, yeah, yeah. Happy how said, you, how, how did you know? know? And he goes, through Spider-Man. And he goes, yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, so you, as far as Happy is aware, he thinks both of you know Spider-Man, which is kind of crazy because no one knows Spider-Man. He's this weird fucking hero. Yeah. But you also know that May knew him personally. Well, how how is I? I fully expect him to go. Oh, I'm her nephew because Happy doesn't he doesn't know all of her family. Yeah. And then it's almost like a little a little seed plant. It's like, oh yeah, she was my she was my aunt, you know. And and then they still I still feel like that same conversation would have happened. But um, I don't know. Maybe is, is Peter mm. weary if he mentions anything of the truth? I, I think know. it'd be one of those things very similar to in Endgame where it's like we got the when Tony died and everyone did that kneeling moment. Really beautiful moment. It's a great special feature, but was probably right in being cut from the film. I think there will be some cut scene because um, is it Harry, Tom Holland's younger brother, was supposed to be in the movie and he got his scene got cut. 
Yeah, that's right. So I think there's going to be a couple of really interesting um, little cut scenes and maybe we'll get a little bit more context into the particulars of the spell. Or maybe we just need to go back and rewatch it again and there'll mm. be a line there that'll explain it off. But yeah, there's a couple of little things there where I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder how that's going to pay out. And I don't think we're really going to get a payoff to it because of the way we left um, Peter. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But it also then is something I spoke to you about, I think, prior to the film was like, I wonder if they'll ever tell Peter that he was never dealing with Nick Fury in yeah. um, Far From Home and they address it. He's like, like at the very first they're like, oh, Nick Fury's been off world for the last year. And he's like, what? And then it's never talked about again. <laughs> and I'm just and like... And now, yeah, like... Well, and then nobody no, knows who he is. That's right. He knows that, but then no one else knows. So it's just going to be yeah. irrelevant at that point. So he, it's like he can rock up to Nick Fury and be like, hey, Nick, remember this time? And Nick Fury's going to be like, no. Mm. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how it all how it all pans out. Yeah. And and I also tweeted in my reaction the other night that uh, it in, in a very... Trying to be really vague, that the movie gives... Uh, lovers of this version of Spider-Man, more of what they want, which it mm. does. I, I, you know, this is um, uh, this version of Spider-Man. Whether you like him because of his connection to the Avengers, or you just like Tom Holland, or updated, whatever you like about him and the way that it, it rolls, that he's younger, and, uh, it gives you more of that. But it also gives haters of this version that do go, oh, he's too attached, and and the one thing, well, he knows Iron Man, like he's never going to be poor. Like mm. Tony Stark's not a charity, but like he's not going to let. Aunt May and Peter like struggle to pay the bills or anything like that, and 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 the idea of like, okay, sure, people are always going to be under threat that know him, but n- the people that know him, no one else knows that they do, right? So yeah. like, okay, it was very quick, you know, and not too long ago that MJ found out or realized it, but she hadn't told anyone. And other than that, there was only really like three people that. That no, I mean now it changes the fact that Vulture knows who Spider Man is, right? And and so Ooh. there's there's that he can never that payoff, or rather the end of Homecoming can never get a payoff because he now forgets who yeah, Peter Parker he has no is. Idea. Um, but what it does give those haters of that version that we will never see a, a, a classic Spider Man Peter Parker, we get that at the end, and we kind of needed the version of Spider Man that you hated to go through his ordeal to get to the end where he does make that sacrifice and identity does really mean something in the MCU, either mm. for once or more than ever, even if it's just to do with one character, and that he is now by himself in a crappy really- apartment. We focus on the sewing machine where he looks like he's just got two costumes now. And, I mean, even before that, I love that I May- didn't think he was two. I thought it was just offcuts that were left in oh, the right. sewing machine you know what? is what it looked Maybe. like to me. Maybe that's exactly right. I love the idea that we um, uh, we he, he had a stained costume that he needed to turn inside out, which has given them a whole new range of toys, the black and gold the version, black and right? Gold. But then he did that because he couldn't wash his thing properly. Yeah. Like, I've done that. I still struggle like with a stain. And I'll call my mum. My mum will like, get the stain out. He had to take it to May and May had to clean his outfit. Yeah. But other than that, it would just be nanotech and it would be fine. That um, he has to make everything. He's going to be poor. He's going to be looking for yeah. odd jobs. Now, he's probably not going to go and be a photographer for an online news site or anything like that, work for the Daily Bugle. But you never know. Like Betty Brandt 
was a school reporter on a TV, but now this she was working outside with a mic, you know, like going mm. going on location a little bit sort of thing. And so I, I kind of see her still going on to work for I, a news outlet. I like, think it'll be many, many years before we see the next trilogy. I think it'll be a while before we catch up with Peter again. Yeah. Which, Tom Holland did say that. He goes, I think you need to let him breathe. And I didn't know what yeah. that meant. And I kind of feel they need to do that too. And the, again, the good thing about no one remembering who he is is that we're not going to wonder why Falcon hasn't called him up for help because they're yeah. both in New York. No yeah. one knows who he it's, is. There's this annoying guy that is, yeah, he probably is a menace. The The right-wing bloody journo on TV keeps telling us that he's a pain in the ass and all that sort of stuff. So I guess that he is. Otherwise, we would know who he yeah. is, right? So I hope that means that when we do catch up with him, we might get to finally see like a Felicia Hardy, mm. Black Cat, Sort of scenario. Yeah. I mean, Black Cat was given a knockoff version of the Super Soldier Serum, which we know is is, is an ongoing thing in the MCU. Yes, yep. So there could be something like that going on. Um, and then I also love the fact that it didn't feel like a cheat. Like, we've obviously given crap to, in our Get Into Gate podcast, um, Stargate Origins with mm. the, oh, it's a memory wipe. It was a dream all along kind yeah. of thing. They did that at the end of this movie. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a cheat. Everything felt earned. Peter paid a price to wipe everybody's memory. He still remembers everything. Can you imagine that? Imagine having like sacrifice it so that wiping the entire world's memory of you mm. and knowing just to keep your most loved ones happy and safe. Mm. To, ne- to them to forget you even existed mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right. We have paid out in that show, and it's like because that was a cheat, but that was the, that was the get out clause. That was the that was the be all end all for that show and us as an audience. There was no, there was no other side of that coin. Whereas in this, it's like it might be a cheat, sure, to get away that oh everyone forgets him, but it's not like the events were taken away. He didn't go back in time and no. stop Goblin from coming in and like wiping out the new version of the Statue of Liberty and knocking the the statue. Like, all of that's fine. Everyone remembers that. Everyone remembers that Spider Man was there, but it's matched. If not equally, then to a much greater point by sacrifice, yeah. and that I th- I think, and again could be the hangover that felt that feels like Peter because Peter just yeah. suffers. And what I loved about the end of this film, and I guess even to the end of the Amazing Spider Man two when he'd had that great loss, and you know, the other Spider Man that went on as well. I know that it kind of ended happy every time, but. He understood what he had to do, and that that whole yeah Spider Man thing—the great power comes great responsibilities. At the end of this movie, no one knew who he was. He'd sacrificed. He'd lost everybody on all different uh, aspects of his life as a workmate with Doctor Strange, right? If you're going to call the other Avengers colleagues, girlfriend, best friend, auntie, all that stuff, he has lost them, and he's like, "But it's it was because of me, and it's my duty to keep on going and doing the right thing." And I think just mm. on that that it was all on me that's what i love about this is that i i'm struggling to think of any other superhero film that has done this where you know i love that like uh iterations of the joker that you know it's like well i only exist because and they do a, a great moment love or hate it which i know you hate it the uh the, <laughs> the nolan trilogy but at the end uh where um commissioner gordon says to batman you know, well, you've started something. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, you're wearing a bulletproof armor. Well, they're going to go and buy bullet, uh, you know, armor-piercing rounds. And if you go do that, you're jumping off rooftops and they're going to do this. And now you're wearing a mask and you're jumping off rooftops and you're doing these great big things. You're going to, you're, you being you, this extravagant vigilante, good guy, are going to create more creative bad guys. Mm. Which is something that Vision touched on. It's yes. like, 
power begets power. Like our actions have beget, you yep. know, larger threats. Yeah. And so there is, there's always that that's been hinted at. And that even if the, you know, like in Spider-Man 1, it's like, well, how convenient that the day that Peter was bitten by a spider was the same day that Norman Osborn, you know, had the serum or whatever, mm. you know, like they matched it up within a couple of days and that they're on way too many occasions. The good guy is the exact opposite of the bad guy. They had the same power set. They had the same suit half the time, yeah. all that sort of shit. This, everything that happened in this movie was because of a bad decision that Peter made. Like, there yeah. was no bad guy out there trying to rip open the multiverse. Doctor Strange didn't make a, uh, an error in something separate to Peter and then called him up randomly and said, can you come and help me? Mm. Uh, it wasn't an after effect of Thanos or something like that. It wasn't any anything else. It was Spider-Man. Peter Parker's like, hey, something bad happened to me and I'm just going to be a little bit selfish and make this decision to help myself and then... then it's creating problems and I'm going to try and fix them, which is going to create more problems. And then it just got too out of control. And then he had to, you know what? I've got to actually be a hero because I've been telling people that I am and I want to mm. be one. I've, I've just got to pull the plug on this and make the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And I'm like, that to me is more Spider-Man than maybe we've yeah. ever Spider-Man before. Think about it. It's, it's what Age of Ultron should have been. Ultron mm. was Tony and, and um, uh, Bruce's fuck up. Yeah. They didn't actually make any sacrifices in the end. Mm. You know, Quicksilver made a sacrifice. <laughs> um, other shit happened, but they all walked away unscathed. Yeah. Peter fucked up. Yeah. Lost May. Yeah. He couldn't change that, but then made the sacrifice to lose everything else. And yeah. still after that. When he needed people more than ever. Like, yeah. You know. And then after all that, that would be enough. If, if that was me, that'd be enough to hang up the suit forever. But mm. no, he put the suit back on. He went back out there because I'm going to tear up. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Those and those the fact that those are like May's last words to him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, really, it oh. was you know it was uh, it was oh, it, it's worked. God damn it, it worked. How and did like, it work? That's it, what I feel like. Yeah, we get to the end and it's like oh finally we got the Spider Man that we've always kind of had in other iterations, but it just took us six films to get here, three of his own, yeah. and three super team up films like. I mean, how lucky are we? I'm such an entitled fan that, you know, I read an article the other week, Tom Holland saying, and I don't know what he is now, 24, 25, I don't know what he is. He is if, I, if I'm still playing Spider-Man at 30, I've done something wrong as an actor, I imagine. Is, I remember At the that, end of yeah, that sentence, yeah. I'm like, screw you, dude. <laughs> I've interviewed, I interviewed him for Homecoming, and he's like, I will play this role until I can't walk, or until Sony don't want me anymore. And I'm like, thank mm. you, please do that, because it's Peter Parker, I want Peter Parker in the MCU forever, blah, 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 like, do that. And I'm like, I get it, he's, a, he's like... We do our own work, and if you don't like your work, you try and find a job that you do like. And playing Spider-Man is work for him. And even if he doesn't want to do the physical stuff and it's a CGI uh, creation or it's a stunt guy, he's still going to get sick of being that character potentially and going through the same thing and uh, the, the mm. formula of it in each and every film. I get that, but I'll, I get I get uptight and entitled as a fan, and I'm like, no, give me more of that. I want the same thing every two or three years. Give me another Spider-Man film. and. I still don't know that that wasn't part of like his own marketing. It was yeah, like, oh, I don't know yeah, whether yeah. I'm going to come back again. Because then a week later, it's like, we're making a new trilogy mm. with Tom Holland and it's tied to yeah. the MCU. So, Plus, he'll have you know, his contracts probably for another seven movies where he'll have little bits in Avengers movies yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. So but we, I'll, I'll be okay for him to hang up the tights once he's handed off to a MCU live action Miles Morales. Yeah. And, and this is. I'm not going to waver on this one. <laughs> I need a live action Cindy Moon Silk. Oh well, he—I mean, even he was speaking about that recently. We need a Silk. And we need a Miles Morales. Sony have talked and about it. Silk. Yeah. Spider Gwen is an interesting one because 
it's a play on words, Spider Gwen. Mm, yeah, like that can't be a superhero name, Spider Gwen. Yeah. like so it makes sense. Like from the from the Spider Verse movies, yeah. it's like she's from another. That's fine, for fine. But in this universe, and I'm fairly certain, uh, one of the girls in like Peter's like mathletes class is credited as Cindy Moon in Homecoming. Yes, yes, she is. Yes. So she exists. Yeah. So give me, give me Peter hooking up with Felicia Hardy's <laughs> black cat. Give me Silk and give me Miles Morales. I didn't think... And then, and then Tom Holland can hang up the tights. I didn't think about Felicia because I was like, oh, well, now that he's moved on... Not moved on from MJ, but what if he does want to distance himself a little bit? What if he does meet Gwen mm. in the intro? And I'm like, yeah, but they did Gwen for Garfield because they'd already done MJ. Yeah. And they were going to do MJ. They'd shot scenes with her, like I said, but then they took him away. And it's kind of good that they did because then it's like, well, yeah, in the comics, sure, that have been going on for decades. Well, we do need other love interests for him because he, if they get together, then it's like, well, now what? Like, you kind of have yeah. to break him up or. I, I loved in the '90s cartoon that he was always he was in between. Mm. There was he was he was at one point he was running MJ, Felicia, and Gwen all at the same yeah. time, <laughs> which was pretty amazing. I mean, he did marry MJ in like the final season yeah. or something like that, and she knew his secret and stuff like that. But it's like by that point, you're already set up. Like Black Cat was out there. Yeah. You know? And it would make sense from a, a business point of view, not only just a narrative and something fresh for an audience to watch to make it Black Cat, because then if you make it Felicia, one, we haven't seen that live action. We've had Felicia Hardy be, or Hardy be in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Felicity Jones, she was she was Felicia. Um, and wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard? She was Gwen in Spider-Man 3. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, she was gotcha. Gwen, but then we had Felicia, but not Black Cat, but we had, they yeah. were planting those seeds. Yeah. But then as a business point of view, it's like, well, that's a spin-off right there. Well, yeah, you know? <laughs> and here's the thing. In the 90s cartoon, Gwen, oh, sorry, not Gwen, um, Felicia Hardy, when she wasn't interested in Peter, was dating Michael Morbius. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like with that coming up, yeah. it could be a great little spin-off. I remember- For he, all we know, Felicia's already, she's already in the universe. Totally. She's already in Morbius. We just, yeah. We've seen her on a trailer. We just don't know her name. Yeah. You know? Um, and given that I did read a little while ago, they were actually t- there were talks of doing a Black Cat Silver Sable movie, mm. which I would totally be down for. Well, yeah, they were gonna do. Well, there's no one. They were gonna do Silk and Black, and it was gonna. Oh, that's silk and right. Black yeah, like yeah. that was a that was a title they were doing that. And then, yeah, wow. You know, I guess all this has changed stuff, no. but like it'll still be there. It's Sony. These are all characters that belong to them, so it just it, it mm. makes they're, they're not stopping this train any anytime soon. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm weary that we do have to get out of here soon, but also you get to the the mid credit scene, and we were teased at the end of Venom two. All of a sudden, he's in the MCU seemingly. He's watching a TV, Spider-Man's there, and he's like, oh, I want that, I want to eat that, or whatever. And then we get to the mid credit scene, and as we find out for like five days, or whatever, he's been sitting there taking notes, finding out about all these other superheroes, and then he disappears again and gets sent back to his other world. And Which I like, totally forgot that he would have to get sent back. Everyone yeah. got sent back. And here I was at the start of that scene going, hang on, why is he still, Why is? how did he escape it? Why is he still here? What, a Doctor Strange not aware that he was in the, hang on, and then he gets sent back, and I'm like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. And that was obviously, that scene took place like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Hang on, there's goo left. Well, hang on, how's the goo? Oh, well, that's a plot. Come on. Yeah, like, that was the first thing. Even like one of the eight-year-old kids at the yeah. screening was just like, why did the goo get left behind? Yeah. So and it's like, like mm, it was all interesting cool. in Venom 2 when they brought him over. And I'm like, oh, they're mm. bringing him in now. Oh, my God, this is cool. Even though it's a different Venom than I would have liked to have met Spider-Man, but whatever. But now... They've kept some of the goo and sent. To- so, what does Tom Hardy go back and make Venom three, and then never address the fact that he was sent to another universe? Really? Maybe. Well, because oh, or and are we now going to have two different Venoms? Because if that goo's there and moves, and it's going to track down Spider Man, do we have that in Spider Man five or Spider Man four? Yeah, or something and cool. it's like, does does that Venom have any memories of 
Tom Hardy's Venom. I mean, you know, they kind of did set up in mm. in Venom 2 that it's like, well, a little bit of Venom in someone else equals carnage. Yeah. So it, it's in, it's obviously just leaves it there. They may n- end up doing nothing with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's the, the hardest part about the Tom Hardy Venom movies is it's like, I want to see Venom with the white tarantula on his chest. Oh, like, God, I, I want wanna, that so bad. Yeah, I know. He, I would he, love to see Tom Holland get seduced by the Venom Yes, symbiote. and maybe he will. He's got nothing. He will. That will be his version of the dark side. Like Again, this is stuff we have covered in Spider-Man 3. Mm. Yeah, we're going to do it better. But what I love so much about this film, when you have all three of these Spider-Men talking, is that, hey, we'll, we'll get the same characters. doesn't mean we have to have the same adaptation. They're all different iterations, yeah. right? They all cover and, different ground. But And does Eddie, Eddie Brock, does, does he exist in this universe? Yeah, and is he? Does he happen to be someone who looks a lot like Tom Hardy? Yeah, like, or are they going to jump? And I know you've been fearing this character—not this character, but how different he is since Homecoming. Do they jump straight to Agent Venom and just have it go to Flash? Not with that. I cannot stand that Flash. I can't. Like, I like the actor, but I and I, I don't. Oh, no, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, know, do, I don't know the actor, but I just can't yeah. stand that character. In the same way, I was talking before about how I didn't find Garfield to be nerdy enough. I understand Mm. it was a modernized version of it. And I understand that this Flash is a modern version of what a school bully is. You know, it's not the jockey football player anymore. Mm. But I don't know. It's just kind of like... It just looks like they're starting to turn him more into that with his long bleach blonde hair yeah. that they gave him. And it's like, okay, we're getting close to like kind of what Flash looks like in the comics. But then, yeah, in Tobey Maguire, Joe Manganiello, before he was Joe Manganiello, he was Flash. In uh, Amazing Spider-Man, which I saw the first 20 minutes of last week, so I actually got to see Flash yeah. in, in that scene. And he, again, was a tall, jockey bloke, short blonde hair, a bit Eminem style, in, old school. Uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, voiced by Matt Lanter, mm. who was a big jockey dude who also voices Anakin Skywalker. Walker in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden we get this guy and it's like, cool. Yeah. Perfect for a 2021 bully. Like that's totally the, like the cyber bully, uh, 2021 kind of version of that. But I'm still a little bit, and Mm. you know, in the same way I had a lot of issues dealing with, you know, Zendaya being MJ, because to me, MJ will always be a redhead. Mm. There's certain things that you do have to let go of at a certain point. Because as much as they are iconic, they don't ruin it for it's just a different interpretation of it. So yeah. if if yeah, that kid does end up becoming Agent Venom, I'm interested to see that. But it, it would be a shame that that would be the first like live action because just because yeah. I don't personally click with that kind of vibe. Yeah, and that's what um, I, I again. I'm an, but, I'm an entitled fan. I keep wanting like more definitive versions of these characters in these movies. Like Tom Holland, while there's a lot of differences, and hey, Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben. What? But at the same time, now he's back to being a. A, a poor guy that lives by himself and struggling mm. to pay bills and everyone hates him, which is fantastic because he's Spider-Man. You're going to... Okay, it's not the first time that these two have seen each other, but like Topher Grace wasn't the classic... Um, uh, uh, Jock, bully, Eddie Guy that we, that we were used to. Yeah. So I want... Okay, well, give me Tom Hardy's Venom and... and, and um, uh, what's it, Eddie Brock? Sure, give him, give me that. Give me Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Put them together. Well, now it looks like we're not going to get that. But 
why not? We got we, we're, we're this close now to making this happen. How do we go? Oh, just give it to us. So anyway, yeah. uh, we, well, I feel like like with Venom 2, with that post credit scene, we could talk about that for an entire other podcast. Oh, but completely. We will get out of here. Uh, there's much more to discuss. We might even have follow-up podcasts. We've got Dane who's ready to see the film and uh, you know we'll be coming back. This, there's much more like to be talking about. We've got Hawkeye. We'll be wrapping up Hawkeye. So there's more oh, MCU yeah. stuff to talk about over the next couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoy the movie. And I know that anyone who's actually listening to us talk about it will be going back to watch this over and over and over again. I will so, be. So uh, get back there. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned to uh, Get Into Geek. Follow Maddie. Where are you at in the socials? If you want to you know, talk to you personally about <laughs> all things Spider-Man. Slide into my DMs at Maddie. And I'm at Mitch underscore Lewis on uh, the, the tweets. Come talk to me about some Spider-Man. Otherwise, yeah, stay tuned. Get Into Geek. Subscribe. Like all that sort of stuff. Find us on your platforms. And uh, yeah, come back. I want to be talking about uh, Hawkeye when it wraps up in a week's time. If you can believe that this is a wonderful time to be a Marvel I'll fan. be watching Witcher up until then. Oh my God, stop it. This is a, <laughs> this is a big, big week. we got Matrix on Monday night. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I'm dying. Get into Geek.